All right. Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Thomas. I watched the first half of Dragnet. I watched the second half of Dragnet. And I watched all of Dragnet. And this is is the the other other half. everybody welcome to another episode of the other half podcast today we are joined by almost plausibles thomas hey thomas say hi to everybody hello (laughs) thank you so much for coming on our podcast do you want to talk a bit about uh your podcast before we get started on um the dragnet sure so as you said my show is called almost plausible uh you can find us at almostplausible.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts Basically, myself and a couple friends, Emily and Shep, we take uh, an everyday object. So think about something like a paper bag or a ceiling fan or a paper clip, uh, and we come up with a movie plot based on that object. So each episode starts with a brief pitch session where we take turns sharing the ideas we've come up with for each topic. And then after we've heard all the pitches, we pick one and develop it. And hopefully we come up with a story that's at least almost plausible. (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good podcast i would highly recommend checking it out uh literally like you may have heard of it before because we advertised for a little bit on this podcast we should probably do it again but yes yes. but if if you haven't given it a shot i'd highly recommend it every episode is really really funny um most recent one i listened to i really like your uh uh halloween episodes those are Uh, fun so the most yeah the pumpkin one recently was fantastic (laughs) well Uh, i'm glad you liked it of course. I know uh, the broad, bratwurst one. The bratwurst one, yeah. <laughs> Mostly because it's an object I knew. I'm pretty familiar with bratwurst. They're not obscure uh, objects. Yeah. Very. Uh, paper it, clips? I don't know, I don't know yeah. what paper clips are. Yeah, I'm going to work at an office. Um, so you brought Dragnet to us, which is perfect yeah. because this is also our Thanksgiving Day special. Um, we, uh, had not seen this one before. So what, what is your relation to Dragnet? So I, uh, I was born in the early eighties. I'm an elder millennial <laughs> and Nickelodeon was a big thing for me growing up. And so, you know, you'd be watching TV all day and then Nick at night would come on and Dragnet was one of the shows in Nick at night. Oh! Not, I did uh, not now, know Nick at night showed that. Yes, they did for a while. Now it's worth pointing out. There are. Four television adaptations of Dragnet, but it all started Four? as a radio show in 1949. Yes. Oh. It's an old-timey radio show yep. where, if I if I remember correctly, I think, didn't, like, the LAPD, like, help write that show, too? Like, uh, that was... Yeah, a little bit. They definitely had a hand in, in some of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... Yeah, I mean, inspiration, inspiration, or just like making sure that you know fact checking. Oh, the and, accuracy of everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. um, I remember that the intro to the TV show at least says like this is a this is what you're about to see is a true story. The right, scenes have been changed to protect the victims. It's right. very classic. With the classic dragnet theme, which I did not know was a dragnet theme, but when I heard <laughs> that, I was like, ooh, I know this song. <laughs> did not connect it to the actual media, but you know, yeah. I I had only heard it at first on the playground on the toilet pool. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that. Uh, yeah, in my neither life. have I. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> Mike has a very unique situation where he unfortunately got uh, bullied. Bullied. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, so you watch the original. Well, and, and Ethan, aren't you show. famously homeschooled? Yes. yes. Yeah, so. I avoided all that. So I never uh, so, got so when you that. were by yourself in your backyard, I'm sure you didn't hear people saying yeah. that. No, there was they weren't yeah. playing that unfortunately. No, no, no. So Dang. so there were four versions of the show. The second version of the show is the one that I watched. That was the one that was on Nick at Night. So at hmm. some point, well, at some point, we know when. 1987, uh, this film <laughs> came out and probably a year or two later, uh, it would have appeared at Blockbuster. 
And I would have been maybe nine years old or thereabouts at the time that, that this would have been on the shelves. And mm. I probably saw that and went, hey, Dragnet, I know that. And it says comedy. I like funny things. Uh, <laughs> and for some reason, my parents rented it for me and let me watch this movie, which watching this again as an adult. Yeah, I don't number know one, I don't know why it. they let me do it in the first place. But number two, that wasn't the only time they rented the movie for me. Wow. I have seen this Did movie. Did they watch it back? With you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this movie many times uh, as a child. And so it was kind of cool it, seeing it again as an adult. It's worth noting, too, the original Dragnet is not a comedy. Like, it's not, like, supposed to be funny. It is I mean, it almost has, like, like, humorous moments in, like, sure. a boomer humor kind of way. But, yeah. Sure. It's, it's definitely, is, like, way more serious. And that was yeah, Jack like, Webb, the guy who created the show. This almost feels like... Oh, sorry. That, that was his goal, was to be very serious, very accurate, you know. So. Just the facts. Exactly. Just the facts. Exactly. Whereas this almost feels... It, it, it surprised me because I wasn't sure... Because I, I was aware of the original Dragnet TV show and the original like radio show. And yeah. so I was like, oh, Dan Aykroyd is just going to straight up do like a mystery or something like that. And then it almost felt... Well, the scene I came in was uh, the scene where like the thugs show yes. up and he has to beat them up in the alleyway. And I was like, is this... Did, did I put in like like naked gun or something? Like, what is happening here? It's it's definitely very interesting watching him play a version of Joe Friday. Yeah, because he does the voice like oh my perfectly. god! It's in fact, um, oh, who was it? Ebert, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was Ebert said that he should get an Oscar for his performance. Wow, I mean, he, he, he does he, a good job. He was a great great straight man too like yeah absolutely like by the books i was like this is he plays it so straight it you know it gave, it gave him funny well, i'm yeah, looking at my yeah, notes yeah, exactly. it was not ebert it was siskel one 50 50 oh. and i got it wrong yeah, yeah 50/50 it's, chance. it's a good chance <laughs> <laughs> then you get one thumb up one thumb down it's right fine. <laughs> <laughs> actually they both liked the movie so i mean there's not much to hate about the movie like it is you know it's it's uh i don't know it, it's a pretty straightforward like comedy also like uh dan Aykroyd is the guy we're referring to who plays uh friday mm -hmm. he wrote it as well like he also wrote the movie um you know so it's like kind of checks out yeah, yeah you're bringing like that like snl ghostbusters like well, he had played a version yeah. of joe friday on snl Previously. Oh, really? Yeah, prior to this. He had done a sketch or maybe a couple of sketches as Joe Friday or a Joe Friday-like character. Uh, and right, so exactly. Then I feel like this was huh. a natural extension of that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to get your show, your pitch. Like, hey, look, I'm doing a good I've already done this. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. so well, you know, especially now, Hollywood loves proven IP, so. Yeah, that's, that's very, very true. true. <laughs> so speaking of someone who's unproven, it's very interesting when I turn this movie on is that, like, Tom Cruise? Not Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I was thinking about your earlier comment. Uh, Tom Tom Hanks. Hey everybody, welcome is... to Cruise Giving. <laughs> we swapped it up. We yeah. ran out of Toms. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom Hanks was second billing, which I thought was yeah. interesting because this like, is early in his career, I think. Right? Yeah, he's like fresh off of Bachelor Party. I feel it's like. I mean, I think so. He was it's still all doing up from like there. Is what comedian. you're saying? He couldn't have yeah, gone only a... any further down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's great in this, though. Like, yeah, he, no. he brings a lot of charisma. You can tell, like, he's going to be big in this movie. You mm -hmm. know, big. Um, ah, I see what you did there. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally did that first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like he's he's doing a really good job, especially because he is playing a, like next to such a straight laced. You know, like. Uh, Ackroyd's given him very little to like play with, you know, but he's he's doing a good job as like a as a buddy, you know, in this movie. So it's a buddy comedy style movie. 
Yeah, I think this might have been like they might have changed it to be more comedic based on I feel like the eighties was like rife with buddy comedy cop for sure. Oh yeah, I suppose you're so right. They're probably yeah. like, let's just what if we modify an IP we know and make it funny mm-hmm. to fit the trend? And yeah, yeah it's, it's, so, it's it's sort of a send up of both Dragnet and the buddy cop genre that was popular yeah. at the time. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I can't recall, is Pep a character in the original like Dragnet TV show? I don't think so. I don't no, think so, right? So. Like, no. they just made him for this I think like, so. part. So. Which is not yeah. abnormal. So, uh, if you look back at the... So, Jack Webb played Joe Friday in every iteration that he was alive for. But right. his partner changed pretty much every time. <laughs> because there was always, like, that guy would go and get an acting job on something else. And he couldn't come. Right. So, they would have to hire somebody else. So, that's why it's kind of funny to see Harry Morgan reprising his role of Bill Gannon. Except now, yeah, instead of an officer, he's a captain. <laughs> but Friday's still there. But Friday Friday's still is... there. In fact, even at the same desk as he mentions, as his, his yeah. Uncle. Well, we should get into it. And yeah, we should stop, stop talking about weird, bit. obscure little details. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start off with this movie. Start off with this is the city. This is narrated by Friday, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Los Angeles, California, representing every race, creed, color, and persuasion. There are those who want it, and well, I wrote those who want it and those who want it. So we're going to go with those that. Those who have it and those who want it. Those who have it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, for writing notes. This is why we have a guest on. Yeah. <laughs> we should just it's funny because this is like on, the one honest. quote I didn't write down. <laughs> I was like, oh, I you mean, know it because you watched the oh, TV you, show. Also, you, you know, you mean the one that makes sense is, that, is how <laughs> right, it actually yeah. goes. Uh, some people can uh, get it slowly or they can try it the easy way. I work here and carry a badge. And then the Dragnet theme starts. And then you see the credits. And then suddenly goes to like the 80s techno version mm-hmm. of the Dragnet theme, mm-hmm. which was great. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This movie. I, I, so th- the note that I have is it says suddenly the music shifts to a terrible modern version of the song, which, and I cannot <laughs> stress this enough, is absolutely awful. <laughs> it's, it's awful so bad that I wrapped down. I kind of liked it, which is. Part of the core but, for me. Well, but don't Ethan, worry, there is hold no on. bad music in this movie. Poorly aged music in the rest yeah. of the movie. Oh boy. <laughs> it definitely doesn't end on a really bad <laughs> Oh no, I'm very excited. Uh, and then the other thing where they say, the story you're about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. But then, a little jokey line. For example, George Baker is now called Sylvia Wiss. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, with a little joke. That's a fun it's joke. Funny. It's like, oh, this is going to be this dragnet you know, but it's a little cheeky. Yeah. Right. Cheeky. I think it's a great way to introduce that, like, oh, by the way, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. which is good, because I feel like if you were to sit down and you were expecting, like, not <laughs> right. this tone, you would be so disappointed. There's a lot of movies that do that, where, like, people go in for the wrong reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was, like, Megan, you were talking. You went to see that in theaters. And people were shushing people laughing at mm. what was happening in front of you. Or, like, even, like, when we went to go see, like, Cats, and it was, like, people <laughs> wanted to enjoy it just on its face. I'm like, there's no way to like this without right. laughing at it. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, yeah. you know it's so funny you mentioned the- earlier about National Lampoon and it, this sort of having that feeling. And for me... This is like the first part in the film where it really sort of screams that tone. You know, Mm. for example, George Baker is now called Sylvia Wiss. That's such a National Mm -hmm. Lampoon way of doing things. So, And and that was such a popular um, franchise at the time. So I think it's a really nice way to bring the audience in and say, like, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what to expect. I wonder, too, if, like, Dan Aykroyd just being in the movie on its face was, like, kind of, like, a hint, or... Because I, I, I know after a while he wanted to be considered, like, a dramatic role. Like, he was mm. in, like, Driving Miss Daisy and stuff. So I was wondering, like, you know, it's like, was he in this movie? And people are like, is he trying to do something serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, and that's he what's is, funny. He is, yeah, that's right. He is being serious in this movie that is quite goofy. 
Um, the next scene is we start out, we see a warehouse of magazines, a bunch of them uh, called Bait Magazines for Men, which are <laughs> little softcore nudie magazines, basically Playboy. Right, right. Um, and a cop shows up, and he sees a bunch of fire department people, and they're just kind of standing there. He's a security stealing... guard, actually. Oh, he's a security guard? Yeah. All right, well, look, I elevated him by accident. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, he's just like, what are you guys doing here? There's no fire. And he's like, the main character, who is Emil Muntz, who you'll know later, mm-hmm. uh, grabs a, lights a co- Molotov cocktail and throws it right into the fire and then starts choking out the security guard and says, when you wake up, tell Jerry Caesar he's out of business. And it's funny because he mentions this after he's kind of been knocked out. Right. So he's like in the middle of choking and yeah. he falls asleep. And then he finishes his like, let him know. And I'm like, he's never going to get that message. <laughs> but luckily he drops a pagan card, which yeah. is P.A.G. You get the idea. Pagan. Right, right. Spelled them with dots. So it's, it's an acronym. Or something. Yeah. That's the word. I didn't know it was an acronym. I assumed that these people were actual pagans, and I was very confused. <laughs> Maybe they are. Mm. Maybe my, they are. my favorite part about this is after he puts the pagan card down, it cuts back to him, and he has this like, he looks so pleased with himself. <laughs> like and it's proud. just like this goofy yeah. ass grin. And I was like, what is this shot? <laughs> He, he, he said, you know, he thought he did the whole job. Well, he thought he got the message across. He yeah. left it. He didn't realize that he might have fucked up. And, yeah. I don't know. Choked the guy out beforehand. But are yeah. these cards like fire resistant as well? Because well, I this feel is like... outside. Yeah. Oh, OK. Because yeah. I feel this like they're constantly the dropping dog. these cards at fireplaces. <laughs> right. <I'm> like, dude, <laughs> it's very special. It's protected by safety or something. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we cut to the police station and we see that uh, Friday's partner has quit. Oh. He went to go start a goat farm. Uh, Friday asks his boss, Bill Gannon, like, I understand why he quit, but what will those citizens who expect him to be there today think when he doesn't show up? Bill Mm. Gannon rolls his eyes and moves on because what a silly statement. These citizens were not expecting him personally to be there. (laughs) Uh, But he's assigned to the... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, in in this scene, there's a couple of really nice things that happen here. Uh, There are little gifts if you are a a diehard (laughs) Dragnet fan. So, for example... uh, A draghead? we a draghead. Uh, we get a, a, a close-up shot of Friday's desk, and on it there's a pack of Chesterfield cigarettes, which is the same brand that Jack Webb's Joe Friday smoked on the original show. And there's a Boom. photo of Jack uh. Webb on the desk. And, of course... Oh, really? And, and Harry Morgan, who plays Ke- Bill Gannon again, is the captain. <laughs> so there's all these like, nice little things. And he's sitting at the same desk, he says, as his uncle. And the audience is all just like, I, I remember this. This right. is all stuff I remember from the TV show. Yeah, I, 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 I never see the actual desk in my half of the movie, so I wasn't aware they have like a photo of Jack Webb like on the thing either. That's I've really never cool. seen the actual Dragnet, so I didn't. Yeah. I was just like, You're just there's like, a guy that's there. A guy. There's yeah. a guy there. That's cool. Maybe it's his grandpa. <laughs> Which is his uncle, right? Technically, isn't it? It's, it's his uncle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's his uncle, right? So he's been assigned to the Pagan Serial Crime Unit, um, So which is basically the, these people with the pagan logo has been going around mm-hmm. doing multiple crimes. They're all like kind of weird, uh, not connected. Unfortunately, they're connected because they all have this card. Otherwise, they wouldn't really make sense. Mm. Um, and then he says, I got to sign a new partner, Pep Strebeck, who is played by Tom Hanks. The way right. he's introduced is he shows up in a beat up car is being drugged back by a tow truck, I believe. Yep. And he is got long hair he's dressed like uh you know kind of a bum uh basically he's an undercover cop oh i was like what the fuck did they just hire this random guy no it's great like someone off the street the tow truck pulls up and stops and tom hanks is in the driver's seat of the car being towed and he opens the car door which just falls completely off and it's all (laughs) like pretty up and has bullet holes and stuff 
it kind of just shows that like, oh, this guy's the exact opposite. Because right, immediately yeah. Friday's like, he's like, hey, I'm your new partner. And he's like, you better not with that outfit. You're not. You better change your outfit to the specific regulation. You got to cut your hair. You got to get a new suit. And he's like, okay. So he just does it. He doesn't mm. put any lip. He's just like, all right, fine. He does it. Sure. Um, but you get the narration from Friday being like, Pep doesn't care about procedure, but he's going to play by my rules. And it, Friday's rules are basically, they're driving together. And uh, Pep is like, hey, so why are you driving so slow? All these cars are passing. He's like, Literally, listen here. every car is passing. Every car is passing. And <laughs> he's like, by going eight miles slower, we could save money for the taxpayers. Mm. He's very much like, He's kind of like the golden boy cop, I guess. Oh yeah, like, every do, everything he does is in service of the of the city. Yeah, by the book. Yeah, exactly. He's like the lawful, lawful good, like paladin kind of. Yeah. <laughs> of this. Um, yeah. So then they go to the, the Griffith Bark Zoo, where one of these cars is found, um, and Friday comes in and says, "You know, these animals got it pretty good." And I know you've been to the Griffith Park Zoo. They do not like, have it good. <laughs> Which is exactly what Pep says. Pep yeah. is like, no, I don't think they're having it good. They all got kids. I mean, they're in staying a state about the zoo's status. They're more just like, all these animals were kidnapped. Yeah. And Friday says, yeah, well, when I look into their eyes, I get a different message, and I'll leave it at that. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, buddy. What does that mean? <laughs> just, you know, he can just talk to animals. That's his other power. <laughs> they didn't mention that in the original Dragnet. That's a new thing for the comedy. Mm, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> So they meet with a zookeeper, and she's like, all right, so we're missing a giant anaconda, a fruit bat, and this is the weirdest one of all. They're also missing a lion's mane. There's a lion. He's like a mohawk. They shaved him? They shaved him. (laughs) He has like a mohawk. And they show us what is very clearly a female lion with a mohawk attached to it. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah, same. He's a... uh, Pep's like, although as mohawks go, it's not that bad. It'll grow back. Yeah, and how do you tell that to these kids here who've never seen a lion before and now probably won't have the desire to ever see one again? Kids, it'll grow back. Yeah! And that's it. He solved it. He fixed it. Oh, that's good for him. Is so I'm sure also uh, Ackroyd is like motor mouthing all of these lines. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. It is. I, I was taking like little mental notes of things I know Dan Ackroyd finds like funny or interesting. Like motor mouthing lines and cars are like a, both big things for him. Cars are funny, just in general. I think he just likes. I mean, because he, you know, he wrote uh, uh, like Blues Brothers. I think uh. he's like a massive fan of like vehicles. So there's a lot of car jokes in this movie. And I would say as, similarly to Blues Brothers, there are lots of car destruction in this film. Yes. As well. Yes. That's, that's true. true as well. Yeah. Yes. So he likes cars and apparently likes breaking them. So yeah, <laughs> you should see him at a monster truck rally. <laughs> He's laughing his oh, man, ass it's off. Something else. Uh, so then they go to another place where the, obviously the card was left, which is Jerry Caesar, the guy at the beginning. Oh uh, yes, burned. basically Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. same thing. Yeah. So they drive in, um, and yeah, apparently all of his magazines for a specific issue were burned. Mm. And of course, you know, like Hugh Hefner's mansion, there's a bunch of nice ladies there, scantily clad. Right. And Pep is like, ooh, la la, I love this. And I'm like, oh man, we're back to bachelor party. What's going on here? <laughs> oh no. Horny Hanks, baby. Horny, <laughs> Horny Hanks is back. <laughs> back when he was young and hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now he just plays Woody. Now he's just old and hot. Yeah, now yeah, he's exactly. so hot, yeah. <laughs> now he's a man called Otto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, quick oh. tangent. I have watched both that one and A Man Called Uva, and I gotta say, the original <laughs> is so much better. 
What a surprise. I can't right? imagine Shock. why. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> shocked. <laughs> I mean, America's favorite actor couldn't bring it. That's fine. That's fair. Um, so they're greeted by April who was a cover girl, and we know this because Pep knows everything about her, like all her yeah. likes, oh, all her things. Oh, that explains the ending, too, because he's, like, interested in her. Oh. Yeah, he, like, points it, like, sing- uh, singles her out, basically, near the end. That's oh. interesting. Interesting. Mm. So, but, but which which issue was she the bait mate for? Oh, damn. Oh, was it May? I can't no, remember. February. February. <laughs> And Joe's really funny. Friday thinks he knows. He's like, I get it. She's in the April issue. And she's like, no, silly. My name is April. I was in February. (laughs) It's very cute. He obviously is just playing this very professionally. Of course. Of course. Um, So then. Well, he's usually an undercover cop, you know, so he's not. No, no, no. This is a. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) So then um, they go and they meet uh, Caesar, who is like, look, they burned the. Sorry, I just want to interject. There's a nice little moment here that's another little gift for the Dragnet fans where April takes them to the pool, which is where Jerry is surrounded by women. And (laughs) she indicates sort of, okay, he's over there. And both Friday and Pep point at the same time at him, which is like a thing they would do in the show where they would both weirdly point at stuff. I was wondering that. I was like, why did they do that? That was weird. It's a thing from the show, yeah. It was pretty funny. It was funny because I didn't know what was going on. Out of context. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're just like, I'm not going to bring up this weird choice they made in the movie. (laughs) Just point. (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty funny, though. So, yeah, they Um, meet Jerry Caesar, played by Dabney Coleman. Yes. Doing a great, weird accent. (laughs) Very strong choice. He's having a great time. (laughs) He's talking about how they burned their 25th anniversary uh, edition. And, you know, obviously Dan Aykroyd's like, it's a smut magazine. He's like, no, no, no. Our readers think it's a socially impactful monthly. Uh, I refuse. So the reason they burned it down, I think, is they I refuse to publish their pagan manifesto due to First Amendment rights. Mm. Uh, and they're like, what did the manifesto say? And they read it. And it says, we believe bad sex and good drugs are the cornerstones for a good democracy. Oh, so they're not cool. I guess not. Maybe if they said good sex, maybe you would have published it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they ask how much, or um, Dan Aykroyd asks, how much money was lost? And he says, it was more money than you'll ever see in your life Friday. And I'm like, damn, you're not going to be that mean billionaire, man. Damn, dog. Well, I'm sure he's had some run-ins with like the police and stuff, right? Probably. He was upset that they did arrive like a few days later. Yeah, that's true. To question him. Um, so he's like, I don't need any of this. You go what you you got what you need, and he leaves. But then um, Sylvia appears, which apparently is an important person because uh, she Pep was is the like original bait mate, the very first She's the bait original bait mate. Oh. It's Sylvia Wiss, who, if you remember from the beginning, is George Baker. Is George oh. Baker? Oh, okay. I was which, looking. I was which like, means I nothing. I mean, I think back. it's the, the whole. I, I was like, is George Baker someone? Should we know this? I don't think so. No. I think it's just a I, weird joke that they threw in. George Baker. Yeah, George Baker was the original bait mate. I guess. I guess I, that's. I, I yeah. guess that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, she's like, "Hey, Mister uh, Friday, I need you to. Do you think you can give me an honest opinion?" And of course, Pep's like, "Oh, he'll give you the most honest opinion." <laughs> and so she does what anyone in the '80s would do and takes off her shirt. It says, do you think these are 43-year-old or breasts of a 43-year-old woman? And he says, no, ma'am, I do not. They look great. They're fantastic. (laughs) And then she's like, what's the hurry, Sergeant? And she's like, obviously trying to get with him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
nope, gotta go. See ya. Yeah. And then Pep, Pep even tries to give him like an opportunity yeah. to spend time alone with her, but he absolutely he's flabbergasted. He's like, what do you mean? Pep is such a wingman in this movie for Friday, and for it's sure. kind of impressive because he's barely he barely knows the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's constantly going to bat, and he's always like getting out of the way whenever he needs to be. He's like particularly good, later in the movie, he's just a good partner, man. He's yep. a good partner. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then he walks away. He's like, "Why? so why didn't you do it, man? And Friday says, there's two things that separate us from animals. We use cutlery, and two, we can control our sexual urges. Mm. Except maybe you. <laughs> so they go to the hot dog hut. Uh, Friday gets two chili dogs, big-ass chili dogs, just covered in chili. Tom Hanks gets a salad. Oh, A fruit salad. Fruit salad, yes. Interesting. And then eats it with chopsticks he brought himself? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very interesting choice. It was very interesting. Also, I didn't know you could get that at a hot dog stand. I can't imagine going to a hot dog stand being like getting a salad. Give me a salad. I don't think he probably went across the street somewhere. He had to. He have. must have gotten it from somewhere else. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and he's like, man, I can't believe eating those two chili dogs. They're gonna kill you with all those nitrates and things. And he's like, listen here, Pep. I only got two vices: smoking and this. Get off my back. <laughs> And during this time, they get their car what stolen. What about self-control, bro? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, during this time, they get their car stolen. No. I know. First car gone. Well, they First they get gone. their car stolen because Pep left the keys in the ignition? Oh, yes. <laughs> Why? Why would he do that? I don't know. It's like, who would touch the cops? Who dare would, you know, mess with us? Well, someone did, clearly. Of course. Uh, so they go to the police station, and uh, they get another assignment, another calling card from pagan someone took a bunch of chemicals out of a train oh no the missing chemicals the missing chemicals yeah. um and also say by the way keep an eye on your car in case it gets stolen it's a lot of police cars you just stolen they're like oh we're not gonna say anything about that nice but then they get a extra car they go and investigate mm-hmm. they get you a see ford that escort is that a reference to anything it's just a tiny car Oh, okay. It's like a <laughs> it is a very tiny this, car. Is, this is the Dan Aykroyd humor. Yeah. He's oh. always bringing up different types of This guy's driving such a tiny car. What a weirdo. Yeah. It's going to keep coming, too. What's funny about this Ford Escort and the other tiny car they get later is that they both have those like police searchlights in them. Yes. <laughs> so they have like <laughs> modified they, like, the vehicle to be a cop car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, it's not a cop car. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely in the backup. Yeah, yeah, backup, yeah. Backup, backup. Uh, so then they realized or learned that 3000 gallons have been siphoned off of these, uh, these tankers and the train. Um, and they're like, well, so what could someone do with this? Like, Oh man, if you inhale it, you'll like, if you inhale it long enough, you'll die and also vomit. Ethan, you're not oh, going to no. say the names of the chemicals. I don't, I did not, not, I did not write the names they're of the chemicals. Trichloronitromethane, trichloronitromethane and the pseudohalogenic compound cyanogen, which of Ooh. course Friday just rattles off perfectly of no course. issues real fast he does that later and i'm i'm glad you wrote it down i'm just saying i'm more yeah. of a pep i just say i'm more of a pep you know yeah. meeting the salad <laughs> with chopsticks oh, yep yeah i know i know a lot about porn people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're more like pep i'm like the virgin cotty swale <laughs> there you go character we're not yet introduced but don't worry lines up we'll with my <laughs> Uh, so then they go to a newsstand and they're picking up, I guess, reading the news, I guess. And they see on the newsstand a news channel on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very confusing to me. I like I say how the news loud. is delivered in this movie. There's a bit later on that I'll mention, too. But yeah. the news is delivered in a fun way. And yeah. it's not just like watched it on TV in a window. It's like 
in this particular They're always case. just like stumbling across the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so it's there's, a movie uh, in the 80s, so, you know. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's true, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane Kirkpatrick is interviewing someone from the Moral Advance Movement of America, whose name is Worley. Did you recognize him? Uh, yes. Okay, he good. is the man from The Man Who Invented Christmas. He played <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Yes, it's yeah. Christopher Plummer. Yes, yeah. the one movie that no one has seen. We watched it for the podcast. Yes, we so did. I watched it. Yeah, that's true. So, yes. so this Someone is like doing... the Reverend Worley's TV show. Yeah. And I then she's tell that like was... a guest on the show, yeah. but she's kind of interviewing him. That's what I didn't it's, get. It was I thought very she strange was the one setup and running it. Yeah. It she's weird. She's also, this is the chief the police the commissioner? commissioner. The commissioner. Yeah, the police yeah. commissioner. Which yeah. is such a strange choice. Yeah, bring her on. <laughs> well, she asked, like, so why are you here? Why are you in Los Angeles? And he's like, well, when dealing with a moral crisis with pornography, filth, crime, what better place than Los Angeles? Ooh. And she's not like, um, upset she's like yeah no that's yeah, yeah i'm the yeah, police sure, commissioner right. i'm not doing anything to resolve <laughs> yeah, this i know right <laughs> this is another funny thing actually real quick is like i i feel like Ackroyd's always writing movies about like the east coast you know it always takes place in, like new york chicago mm. this movie takes place in la because it has to because that's like where dragnet is supposed to take place right. and it's very funny that he's bringing that same level of like place to this movie like you know they go to the griffith observatory they mm-hmm. go to like the the um griffith zoo the zoo and then they're mentioning this they're, they're like digging on the city as well like mm-hmm. oh, i wanted corruption so i came specifically yeah. to la it's, it's just very interesting well pep thinks this show's stupid but yeah. i mean Friday the reverend says, is a total his... goofball he's got oh, like, he's... this weird laugh and he's makes terrible jokes i love his weird laugh it's, he's pretty good i do like him in Plumber's this movie. honestly doing a great job not just For being sure. funny but like doing an american accent like he's doing <laughs> a very specific american accent yeah yeah yeah. Cult leader. Style. <laughs> uh, Friday. It's, five, it's Friday's favorite show. FYI. Mm. So that just shows the two characters. Right. Um, anyway, they go to an apartment building of uh, Emil Metz. Actually, how did they know about Emil Metz so far? I forget. Muzz, you mean? Muzz, yes. I don't know why I put Metz. <laughs> I, I think. There's I, Muzz in the next one. I forget. I think they just say that they're following up. Like the landlady had reported. Well, oh, I know. Because she, she, his... she reported that her uh, wedding dress was stolen. Yes. And so she wanted to report that crime and she knew who did it and all this stuff. So they go to follow up on it. But yes. And I think it also had the bunch of pagan cards in his. Right. So he like called up. She said something like he owes her two months worth of rent and then he just like bailed. And the only thing that was left in his apartment was like some old mail and trash and a big box of pagan cards. Mm. Yeah. Pretty suspicious. And she threw away all his trash into the all his stuff into the trash. No. Um, And so they had to go and drive and collect it all. Right. The trash. Um, the, The the. garbage truck is like driving away as literally you know there so they're they're like like a chase so they chase it down for my like benefit Metz is like the big guy right like the big mutz mutz is the big guy yeah the big muscle man was he in like a movie or something before this oh god i looked him up he was definitely in a couple things but i feel like he was in like a 007 movie or something right you're thinking of the guy who plays jaws fuck (laughs) <laughs> they're both tall right. beefy dudes with weird faces and kind of like right? s- sort of smooshed faces in a way so. his face looks like pedro pascal times two yeah like they just doubled but, it but then like but then like he was in a box so it kind of got smushed against the front of the box yeah <laughs> it's he's a, he's a very distinctive face yeah yes. okay but yeah he's the big guy basically yes the big yes. muscle man okay. jack o'halloran is the actor's name yes got it got it so um they park they find the, or they go to the park and they start digging through all of the trash. 
and uh, they find a card with a phone number on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they a duck go bites and then they pep. Go, oh, yeah, duck bites pep. <laughs> Never and trust And he's ducks. like, I fucking hate doing all this shit. This is terrible. <laughs> he's like, that's the job, pep. Yeah. Um, so they go to the payphone. All the payphones are broken or stolen or whatever. <laughs> so they finally get in line for a payphone, get through, and uh, connects to Caesar's house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mutz. The number goes to Caesar's house? Yeah. Oh and my gosh. And they're like, gosh. where's Mutz? He's like, oh, he's Mr. Caesar's driver. Suspicious. Whoa. Imagine that guy driving a car. <sighs> How'd he fit in the car? I know. He's so big. <laughs> well, you don't have so, to imagine because you'll soon find out. <laughs> that's that's actually true. very true. <laughs> so uh, they go to a party. I think Caesar was already mentioned that they were going to. So they, they stop by there, see that Muntz is outside in the car, and they identify him by saying, what's his ID? Oh, just a big, dumb, ugly guy. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, oh, yeah. Matches the description perfectly. Matches the there description perfectly. <laughs> so go, he was kind of like Pedro Pascal, but uh, <laughs> his head was all squished. <laughs> there he is. We got him. He looks like the guy from that Honestly, 007 movie. <laughs> Honestly, Mike, that is a more descriptive description than they use in the film. So <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> So then they go and they confront him. He's just like, suck at cops. And he drives away and runs over <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's feet. Now, Dan Aykroyd makes a face that I want to not yeah. shy away from. Because <laughs> his face. So when I first Googled this movie, because I had to find it. The only thing I see is Dragnet. I see a picture of a good cop thing. I right. have no idea. I've never seen the original show or anything about this. Right. The only thing I see is Tom Hanks looking confused and... um. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd making this ridiculous face where his mouth is open wide. He's just like, oh! <laughs> Does he look like he's getting blown by a ghost or something? Yeah. <laughs> the ghost is simultaneously stepping on his toe of the car. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, man, Dan Aykroyd's going to be the funny guy of this movie. And I was so was wrong. Based on this. Absolutely so wrong. That's very funny. Um, but I definitely had that, like, Leonardo point at the screen, like, I know that part. I know yeah. that face. <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> Um, but anyway, they get in the car and, um, Pep drives. They're like, he's, you know, he's not going to get, he's not going to slow down. He's gonna no, go, he's, gonna he's a driver. Miles, yeah. yeah. So they go fast. They do a whole, uh, car chase as you know, Dan Aykroyd movie. He loves his car chase. He loves it. And it's yeah. a pretty typical um, over the top eighties car chase. Absolutely. Like he runs into, uh, like the, the butts runs into like a bunch of like an anchor that has a bunch of little boats attached to it and it drags it around through the city. That's pretty cool. Um, it is kind of cool. And then <laughs> I'm sure that cool. I'm sure the music is just insane. In oh this yeah. Part two, right? Absolutely. It's very it's, 80s. It's, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't describe it to you, but you know, exactly you know what it you, is. You're yeah. hearing yeah. it in your head right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but then it ends. Oh yeah. They run through a bunch of stuffed animals. And, and I think Dan Aykroyd says, Oh no, Muppets. <laughs> I really like that line. Yeah. Um, and at one good. point, like, uh, Dan Aykroyd is, like, reading off all these, like, it's like, oh, yes. you know, destruction of property and reckless endangerment, blah, blah, blah. And Pep's like, wow, you're really going to stick it to him when we get there. And he's like, these are all the infractions that you've committed. You're, I'm taking <laughs> you down. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to throw the book at you. And he says, that's a good idea. And he grabs the book and throws it out the window. <laughs> that's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> they got great chemistry, these two. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Uh, anyway, so eventually he crashes into a lifeguard tower. Um, which is a wild choice. I don't know if I'm driving and be like, I'm going to go on the beach, but because, you know, you live in California, you're just going to somehow end up on the beach driving. Of course. Which is, I'm like, I don't think anyone does that. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have not driven on the beach in California. I did it in uh, Western Washington once. 
and I will never drive on the beach again. It's it not a good place to not, go. Yeah. Yeah. Sand not, turns out not. Bad I have for your tires. Yeah. I, have, I have all-wheel drive on my car, and it was still <laughs> shady as hell. <laughs> if you're trying to avoid the cops, though, maybe it'd be a good way, right? And it was a beach that was like, you can totally drive on this beach. Lots of people drive on this beach. Oh, and, it's like approved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and still, I was like, nah, it's good. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> no, not really. It's not. Uh, so then they bring him back to the station, um, and he refuses to talk. You know, he's like, suck it. Yeah. And uh, and Pep says, Friday, why don't you go get us a little coffee? You want anything? Oh, no. Go get me a coffee. He's going to beat him up. And then Pep, and then Pep's like, all right, how about this drawer? I'm going to smash your balls in this drawer. And um, it's it's implied that he does it. So a little, a little police brutality for you. Yeah. And yeah. what's kind of interesting yeah. is that when they're implying that that's happening, we're looking at Friday, who's getting the coffees. And you hear he's... the slamming and Muzz screaming. And Friday kind of like turns around with this like <gasps> look on his face. But then kind of realizes what's happening, and he just sort of smiles and nods. Yeah. Like, ah, Pep's not so bad So Mr. Fucking by the book is like, this right? is how we do it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, That's cool. That's very funny. I draw the line of police brutality. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he confesses everything. He tells them that there's like a whole party going on at this clubhouse, and they got to go find it, and they get all this information, but he doesn't give everything, so they threaten to smash his balls again, so he gives out everything again. <laughs> Um, he does admit he's part of the pagan group. Uh, so yeah. So now they're going to go undercover and go infiltrate this party. Oh, so they get in undercover outfits. They look ridiculous. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd Obviously. is dressed as a punk and yes. Tom Hanks oh. is dressed as like a Puerto Rican or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's true. It's very weird. It's what an odd fuck? choice. <laughs> Luckily he doesn't do an accent or anything, no. but you know. No, but it's still like, all right. This is... <laughs> well, I think the joke so the... is like, the, you know, you see the exterior of the building and there's like a slow push in toward the door and you get Friday's voiceover and he's talking about like, oh, we went down to whatever building because they know all about the how the modern gangs are and how to fit in and all this stuff. And so they come out dressed just preposterously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really wish I could have seen Dan Aykroyd dressed this way. It's a pretty good outfit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It does. Um, so then uh, they go and drive to the place and they get pulled over by the cops. Like, it's oh, worth shit. pointing out they're they're driving there in yet another car. They have a distressed oh, yes. 1985 unmarked Ford sedan. Ah, of course. Was the other one stolen or taken? Well, I mean, so, they have to go undercover. Right? Oh, yes. That's right, right. right. They can't that's take right, the Ford yeah. Escort because they right, have to go undercover because right. it has the <laughs> police searchlight. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Louis flawless. No plot holes. No, no, no <laughs> okay. whatsoever. Uh, but luckily they say, oh, we're just going to a party. And luckily the cops are not real cops. They're also pagans. They're part of the people who stole the cars. So they get by a okay by being undercover, but it was a little dicey there. You're like, do they admit they're cops or do they admit that they're pagans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they made it through, um, and they get to this party. It is wild. There are so many people here. They get some free goat leggings to put on, so they all run around in goat legs. <laughs> it's uh, it's so a bunch stupid. of stolen cars. It's so dumb. It's great though. It is. Um, I love it. Everyone, uh, there's people like being walked around and like herded by cattle prods. And Friday makes a comment like, "I love the crowd control here," and I'm like, "Yeah, this guy does, does like aggressive uh, crowd control, huh?" 
<laughs> but as they're walking around, they see all of the stolen police and fire vehicles as well as a stolen school bus. So they're like, okay, Ooh. I think we're definitely in the right place. This is where well, all the stolen vehicles Friday are. Friday says, like, I think we're onto something. And <laughs> Pep's like, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> this is huge, crazy party. And uh, then there's, there's this great moment where they sit down to put on their goat leggings, which, by the way, are essentially like, furry chaps in a way thank you i was not sure what goat leg right we're supposed that's, to that's be a good description so they sit down yeah, to, to tie them onto their legs and they're sitting in front of a pig roasting on a spit get it the pigs oh. being roasted oh. they're pigs i didn't even notice that i was too busy watching the goat leg no thing. Oh. yes well yes the goat leg thing because pep does this thing where he's like they're dogs right. <laughs> And I was like, hey, hey, funny, funny man. I'll ignore this. Set. This is amazing set dressing. Yeah. <laughs> this background joke. Was that one of the ones you got on second watch that you watched? Oh, yeah, you for like, sure. Yeah, okay. That's very funny. That I like that a lot. Little, that makes you feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're trying to blend in. There's a bunch of people with, like, tiki torches. Um, uh, they're, I guess the, what is it? Pagan stands for People Against Goodness and Normalcy. Oh, got it. And this okay, is up on cool, a big, cool, cool. like, jumbotron style yeah. thing that's labeled pagan vision yeah it's i love good. how they're re- like reminding themselves what pagan stands <laughs> right. for as well <laughs> it's like you know dare. it's some it's... shitty powerpoint somebody put together yeah, yeah right. definitely yeah yeah some some like one know. of their nephews put it together yeah. and they're like well you gotta put it up you know <laughs> i don't know this is hollywood they have some pretty good production values like going later on into what happens here yeah 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 um so then they get uh some weird beers they try to blend in then someone like comes by with a bunch of drugs and like uh, Pep steals like a whole bunch of drugs. Like He's he like, grabs oh, like a fistful and stuffs fistful, them in his pocket. Like, spills them everywhere and they're like, wow, you're going to have a good time tonight. And then he Whoa. walks off. Um, there's music, there's goat dancing, and then... And they start doing the ridiculous goat dance that everyone yes, else is do, doing. It's like a high-kicking do type of thing. It's very funny. It's goofy. Yeah, okay. goofy is maybe uh, a better word than funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get you too excited, Mike. <laughs> I am trying to imagine what this dance was. Okay, this It's pretty goofy. Sense. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so then the high priest of pagan perfection comes out uh, and they talk about, you know, like praise Shaitan and Gathul and they're like, prepare the virgin. And he releases a bat that's so clearly on a, like a bat on a string. <laughs> yeah. It is so obvious. Like, it doesn't even like fully fly away. It just kind of like dips down and goes away. It's pretty <laughs> they awesome. Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, they I did. Love that. They're like, this isn't convincing at all. Um, they're like, okay, that's the bat. And then... <laughs> They, uh, he pulls out like a lion mane. I'm like, oh, there's a lion mane. A lion mane. Um, then they got a, a lady in a, a wedding dress, a pristine virgin in a gown of white. Oh my gosh. Who say. is, who is it? Um, it's, well, you introduce, you know her because she is Connie. That's not her name. Is it not? Her, no, her full name. <laughs> According ref- to the movie. I don't think they refer to her that way until the second half of the film. Yes, oh. so he they may only not re- know. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Because I've only ever heard her referred to as the Virgin Connie Swale. <laughs> oh, okay, full title. Yeah, Virgin Connie Swale. They both call so her that all the time. That's really yeah. funny because that sounds just like what Friday would say. I think it's probably what he originally says, right? Like it's probably where like it, it, the, the moniker comes from, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. Uh, yeah, guess, yeah. But... I think the very first time it's mentioned is in a voiceover that he is doing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's he's clearly has the hots for her when she comes out. Yeah, he's definitely Woo! taken by her. But there, yeah. but there is a line 
that uh, the high priest says, and it's uh, he says, "Oh yeah, this is great." He will bring us here, our queen. She's as pure as she can be, white and clean as driven snow from Orange County. Here we go. <laughs> This is pretty good. <laughs> I like that. That's very good. From Orange County, too. Now, of course, they're like, oh, we have to steal. You know, A virgin too, from too, Orange too County. filthy in L.A. We got to steal from Orange County. That's that tracks. Um, so then. Also, uh, yeah, like we were saying before, remember, we're in L.A. Yeah, yes, we're in exactly, L.A. Got to have exactly. some references. We're not in Orange County. No. <laughs> we just had to drive two hours to get this virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, so then, she was at Disneyland. We just yeah. grabbed her. <laughs> she is from Anaheim. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild because I was like, this is a two hour, like at least a two hour drive to get there. Yeah. Um, she's the Disney adult. She's a Disney adult. <laughs> Definitely a virgin then. <laughs> So that um, <laughs> she gets thrown in the water. They start the sacrifice uh, and they're like, well, where's the bow constrictor? Turns out it's in the water. And they have a whole production where they're filming like what's going on in the water. It kind of feels like Star Wars with the uh, the thing in the water that oh, pops and out. The, yeah, the pit. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. pit and the, the garbage compactor. Um, but and like, she gets thrown in They're there. wrestling around with the anaconda and that's up on the pagan vision yes. jumbotron. So they jump in. <laughs> That's awesome. They jump in and all the pagans are watching them try to save this this lady. Right. Um, and they're fighting and, and you know, Friday's trying to flirt with her and Pep's like, I'm <laughs> fucking dying here. Yes. Her. Oh my god, and Friday, get your shit together. Pep's like, I'm gonna die. And so what he does is he has the head of the anaconda and then he just shoves all the pills in the anaconda, holds its mouth shut, and then kills it. That's pretty clever. Which I was like, that's right pretty there. cool. That's yeah. honestly there's a bunch of little stuff like that where things come back later that you think, Oh, that that's nothing, and then it comes back and you're like Damn, that was a thing. They brought it back. Yeah. There's some nice moments. You got to hand it to Ackroyd. Fucking setup and payoff. Shit we like barely see nowadays. It's nice to see it actually. You know? (laughs) Um, And then they escape through the tunnel, but they don't make it out. The mob confronts them. And Friday's like, I want to read you your Miranda rights. And Pep's like, fuck this. He just shoots in the air (laughs) with a gun. (laughs) And they start, you know, uh, kind of like. No one else has guns, so they're just kind of like running around trying to scare everyone away, and they get into like a fight. Mm. Uh, Connie knocks the head off the priest guy, and it's revealed to be Christopher Plummer. Oh my gosh! Oh no, Whirly. the main, the high priest is Whirly. Oh no! And I and honestly, maybe curious to see how this all comes together. It's like, oh, guess you'll have to see. I guess I'll have to wait till the other half. <laughs> uh, oh, that's the name of this podcast. Me. I know. <laughs> oh. He said the name of the podcast. <laughs> Um, to, to have that come up naturally in conversation is almost plausible. Uh, <laughs> oh! All right, we're done. We're cutting it off. <laughs> done. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I just, I'm not going to get invited back now, am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, you made us a short He's podcast. Just a two on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never do that on here. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they escape. They make their way away uh, out and they escape. So then and they, she... they steal back their police car. Yes, they, well. they go and they steal their old police car, which has the keys in it still. Um, you know, That's very funny. Very convenient. Because that's how they were able to get it stolen the first time. Right. So then they drive her all the way back to Anaheim. and uh, It's so funny. She has a very super pink house in it's Anaheim. It's like a ridiculously wholesome house. It's like Aww. a Barbie house. Aww. Yeah. In fact, um, Pep is like, can Beaver come out and play? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a reference to leave it to Beaver. I got that one. <laughs> but then I questioned myself, and I'm like, is he making a weird sexual joke or something? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and I was like, no, I think it's Leave it to Beaver. It's definitely that. <laughs> She's um, a virgin pep. Come look, on. I'm look. this is a movie from the 80s I'm, and yeah, comedy, fair. so I'm that's like, oh, we're ready for some jokes that have not aged well. Yeah, I fair, mean, right on fair. the heels of Bachelor Party. So Exactly, exactly too. Exactly. I'm still scarred from that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Yeah. <laughs> So then um, they go back to the, yeah, so they kind of flirt a little bit. She drops her off. Um, then they go back to the uh, police station and sh- get the captain on the horn at 4 a.m. And he is not happy. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you guys talking about? They do like a goat dance. They're like, there's all these people. They're at this pagan ritual. They're at this place. It's ridiculous. You got to get everyone. You got to get the cops there right now. You got to take them down. They're, they're trying to you do human sacrifices. It's ridiculous. And they're like, you guys haven't been like doing any drugs or anything. He's like, well, you know, just because we're undercover and all these drugs spill out of his pocket. <laughs> He's talking about like killing an anaconda on drugs. It's like just a ridiculous story. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But also, it's almost plausible because oh I know God. now we're just gonna get there. <laughs> um, yeah, because like they had all of this. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they had the. Um, like they obviously had all these things previously stolen. Yeah, they that's had all true. the cop cars stolen. Like all the evidence is there. Yeah, like obviously the police chief I think would be unless he's in on it. Oh. I guess you'll have to see. You'll have to see. Um, but yeah. So anyway, he's like, well, we'll go in the morning and we'll look. So they go in the morning. And of course, everything's gone. Of course, and they've oh, even convinced like, the commissioner to come yeah. down there personally to see everything. Yes, the commissioner commissioner's there, and she's like. Why am I here? This is a huge waste of time. You two are a bunch of knuckleheads. You're off the case. Um, he's like, damn. And Gannon takes Friday and says, you should be a little bit more like your uncle. Like, damn. Oh, shit. And he would know, too. Yep, he would know. That's yep. cute. Yep. That's cute. Um, but, you know, they still got some follow-ups they have to do. So Connie's down there and looking through the mug shots and just can't find anyone in the mug shots for who it is. And Friday's like, I'm sure you'll find them some at some point. And they both get up and he throws down a newspaper that has Christopher Plummer right on the front. Bum, 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 bum. Cause we know who it is. The we audience. Know. Well, yeah, there's only now two people really. It's the audience and the Virgin. Yep. Yeah. And she, if, in that scene, she even says like, I will never forget his face. That's true. She does say that. Uh, so Friday is, goes to pick up Pep. He arrives at uh, Pep's place and Pep is uh, banging another cop in there. Yes. Be- before uh, he blonde goes lady, in, right? Mm-hmm. What's that? Sorry. What? It's blonde lady. Yes. Blonde lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. But before he goes in, uh, a, a van pulls up with Alphonse and Gaston catering service on the side and it's driven by Muzz. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, a catering service, you say? I do oh, say. Interesting. There's interesting. an interesting reason you brought that up, and I was like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so then, um, yeah, they picks them up, and they go to their car, but then the car explodes. No, not another car. I, I can't believe another car destruction in this movie. <laughs> and this is a different film. car, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so and Friday Friday's says, upset. Yeah, he's upset. He's like, I need some coffee. And, of course, Pep's like, I know where they serve the best coffee in town. Where do you think that is, Mike? Starbucks. No. <laughs> I think the Starbucks was even big back then. No, I, I think I, it existed, really. Mike, yeah. I'll give Definitely you a hint. California. I'll give you a hint. This is an 80s buddy cop film. Where are they going to go? Think about what Pep oh. was just doing. They're going to go to a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> They always have the best sushi and the best coffee. Come and on. This is when Young Thomas was like, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
maybe this is why I wanted to watch it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get that movie again? I don't know why I want to watch Dragnet again. Honestly, I will say the part that's stuck in my my brain over all the years is not this scene. It's a scene later, and I'll okay. I'll, I'll point it out when we get shout it out. Point it out. I'll yes. be, I'm very excited to hear what it is. <laughs> uh, so they arrive there, and uh, Friday, you know, sitting there is the lady dancing in front of him. Absolutely does not look amused, but he admits to Pep. This is like the best coffee I've ever had. <laughs> he's like, all right, let me 20 bucks and I'll, I'll smooth out. Like, we'll figure out like where these stolen chemicals are going. And he's mm. like, well, I'm not, we're off the case. He's like, look, we still need to do follow-ups. Like we're not, we're off the case, but we still need to do follow-ups for like the chemical stealing. Like it's fine. He's like, all right. So he gives him $20, which gives him the location or them, the location to the drug lab. Mm. Um, and so Dan Aykroyd drives out to the drug lab area at night and Pep is late. He's not there. Right. And there's another little Dan Aykroyd joke here. Uh, Earlier when uh, Pep got out of the car, he cited a specific code of you got to dress this certain way. And it's long and ridiculous. And we had the chemicals. And there's another one here because the address is (laughs) 33968341083. Gotta have it in there. (laughs) It's so bizarre. An absurdly long. (laughs) But it's really funny in the moment. It works for his character, too. Totally. It it plays his, like, straight-laced, I'm buttoned up, I write everything down. It's funny because, like, it sounds like a fake address but it winds up being real which is why it has this weird like uh like national lampoon yeah or like a uh, naked gun feel to it where it's like this is an actual real address in la apparently that you can just go to oh really you know yeah it's, it's like that episode of simpsons where they say what's your address yes. one two three fake one, two, three, street fake and street. it turns out yeah. it's a real <laughs> place what i was thinking as yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> um and then some kids show up and that's the end of my house right three guys just show up to rob uh friday this part was actually funny like it was actually really funny where he's because friday's like smoking and then you know he's like uh the 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 thugs are like um give me your uh cigarettes and he's just and he's just like uh, what does he say he's like uh the best way to quit is to not start or something like that yeah he says oh it's a habit i suggest you don't get started in and that sort of thing yeah that's it, right. it's also worth and pointing out the thugs are three sort of i don't know 20 somethings yeah they, uh, they, maybe they were... maybe early 30s because it's hollywood one is yes. black one is latino and one is asian and it's like wow. yeah. oh yes I did. well yes, done it's true. <laughs> and and then i was like where what in the fuck movie is this gonna happen and then they like try to rob him from the mo- with the money and then they start like trying to fight dan Aykroyd, and i'm like Dan Aykroyd, you cannot do this anymore. Like, you cannot beat off three guys. Beat off three guys? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Asian guy fucking pulls out nunchucks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, what the fuck? And he actually manages to, like, actually, like, fight him off and takes the nunchucks away from him. And I'm Damn. like, dude. Does he sign, like, a code with the nunchucks? Like, he, he does, like, a whole, like, thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought he would be like, these nunchucks are illegal or something. No, no, no. Okay. Um, Nobody does throw so- them away. Oh, okay. Yes, that is true. But like he gets him from him, which is crazy. So that happens. And I'm like, okay. What a Mary Sue, to be honest. Uh, like, yeah, truly. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, before you ha- say the next part, we need a little setup here so the audience can envision this in their mind. Oh, so, boy. when Dan Aykroyd first gets to the address, he looks yes. down this alleyway. And at the end of the alleyway, he sees uh, a big sign above these two doors. And the sign says, Fresh, wholesome milk. And yes. it has like one of those like uh, fiberglass cow, like a life size cow, and it has like, a the white door. picket like the fence thing, right? and all this stuff. And there are these big red doors with a window in it. Yes, that's right. And then I, I, so I'm like, okay, so I guess he's gonna meet someone here in the alleyway, and then he's gone. And then we get like a shot from inside of the wholesome milk building, a guy looking through the window, and then all of a sudden, 
a tank shows up, what? like a battering ram tank. It is that an is M114 being... armored vehicle with a battering ram, and it's just that... what trundling it has down a battering the alley. Ram. At the end, at the end of it, it says like "Have a nice day" or something like that, and it has the uh, the LAPD logo on there, right? And it just drives towards the door, knocks the door down, drives through the milk factory. Milk goes everywhere, fucking like just explodes. It just like it, and like it like turns around, which breaks even more of the milk. Milk just starts flying everywhere. This is the and scene that's burned into my brain. I was gonna say this sounds ridiculous. It was crazy. Seems like it, it comes out of like tonally, it comes out of nowhere too, kind of. And then out of the tank comes uh, Dan Aykroyd and and Tom Hanks, which is the first time I've seen Tom Hanks. And they were like, "Well, I guess our tip was." wrong and i'm like wait you didn't want to break into a milk i don't understand what happened oh and then when they break into the building the fiberglass cow falls off and smashes into the ground as well breaking like their signage out front one interesting Um, thing real quick while we're talking about this m114 uh it was used in the film crack house and as well it was used in the second naked gun movie although it has a different livery in that film this is just a, a comedy tank. It's got it a, is. Got one. Absolutely. In fact, I, I think in one of those films, it's still said they have a nice day on the end of the battery. That's pretty funny. That's very, it is it's a funny It's so funny. It's a good joke. Use it again. It's a yeah. funny joke. The, the, if that's the first thing you see as you get rammed with a giant <laughs> like tanked vehicle. Uh, and then milk goes everywhere. And then, of course, Friday's like, milk is amazing for you. It's so good. You should drink it. It's fantastic. Mm. It's good for your bones. And then Tom Hanks is like lapping up milk as it like lands what? on him. It's very strange. Okay. Um, uh, apparently, I, I also uh, said afterwards they realized they went to the wrong place, but they got they apparently got a warrant to do this, a search warrant, and they got it legally, so nothing bad is going to happen to them, even though like there was no actual crime committed here. Um, Interesting. And the guys that run the milk place Interesting very commentary. upset about that. Yeah. And so then they drive off, and as they drive off, I write down apparently the catering service was fishy, not the milk. Uh, a uh, factory. Milk factory also down that alley but next door is the next Alphonse door. and Gaston catering service uh. yes uh, I also mentioned they have a very reflective milk truck where when it drives by the camera you can see all of the crew reflected yeah. in the side of the truck <laughs> that's pretty awesome um, so uh that's just another car, another vehicle that uh, was uh, destroyed under the care of Dan Aykroyd Friday and uh, and uh, and yeah, Pep. It, was def- it was definitely Dan Aykroyd who did that. <laughs> yeah. And so now they've got a different car. Uh, <laughs> it's called a Yugo, which is a Yugoslavian. I wrote. It's basically a Yugoslavian Gremlin. I feel like that's like a fair way of describing it. So they're actually uh, based on the Fiat. Oh, the Fiat. Yeah, yeah it's more but, of a Fiat. But they do sense. look more like a Gremlin. They're. Uh, famously bad cars. So they started being yes. sold in the United States in 1985, and their sales actually peaked in 1987, but they are famously regarded as terrible cars, and they frequently appear on lists of the worst cars ever made. Is this a real car? Yes. Oh, I thought this was like a Dan Aykroyd joke. Like he had created, because <laughs> no. it lo- not only did it look ugly, it looked like, <laughs> why would you build if this? Dan Aykroyd knows a lot about cars. And then he's it goes into one. the history of like who built it, and it sounded like a really long joke, like a Yugoslavian, like a Slavic car that was created and built. No, it is it. That like, is all. It is a real thing. That's all. That's as far as I know, that's trying true to, history. He's just going to. Dan Aykroyd, he's man. got to explain this weird car I found. I'm going to work it in my movie. So, I'm work honestly, my movie. I wouldn't be surprised considering. This is like 
when you go sales were at their peak if they were mm. like we need an extra $250,000 oh. for the film what can we do and you go was You're like so right could you like maybe say something about our cars oh. cuz i think he talks like, about like oh they're they're inexpensive and reliable and wow and he says like this is supposed to be like uh the four like this is supposed to be an example of like good like yugoslavian like engineering right. or whatever too yeah it's it's product man. placement it's, i don't it's, i don't know just, that for sure but it sure feels like it it feels like it that's kind of wild because i just didn't think product placement well obviously et existed but it's just you know rare back then well that happens and then they get in the car and then pep's like on his watch looking at his watch and and friday's like what are you doing looking at your watch i'm like friday fucking back off he's just like looking at the time and then pep's like no i'm watching tv and i'm like are these motherfuckers really trying to get me to think he has a fucking dick tracy watch not only is he actually watching TV on his watch, what? it's a real watch. That you yeah. can watch TV on? Yes. yes. In- I looked it up. It was a real watch that existed back then where you could watch live television. What the fuck? That's, yes. That is Dick Tracy so, shit. It is it's, Dick Tracy shit. It's funny because the movie's a little bit disingenuous about how it works. Because Oh, yeah. He's like looking at the watch and that's all you see. What you don't see is that connected to the watch, there's this big honking cable that goes oh, through yeah. a big unit that's the size of a Walkman. I was going to say, there's got to be some catch. <laughs> I would and not, also, yeah, you're right. In the movie, there's nothing no, else. No. It's just the watch. Yeah. And also like, like audio does not come out of the watch. You have to wear headphones and like, yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking because there, so this is what I was sort of like mentioning earlier with the idea of like how this movie delivers news because this is like a massively important part of the plot yeah. that's delivered because pep is looking at his watch <laughs> and then him him in the passenger seat and and friday in the driver's seat are talking about the news story as it's uh, happening like they're both listening to the news story so what oh, it God. is it's a news story about the police commissioner i wrote down her name is jane hmm. um she is asking for the mayor whose name i didn't write down to resign now because the pagans are on the loose and they're running amok in LA. Ah. Uh, and it's like a big uh, like dinner. It's like a law and it's order. It's a weird gala, yeah. Yeah, it's like a weird law and order gala dinner type thing. And she's making this she's making this really inflammatory speech about how the mayor sh- is sucks. Um, Yay, donate. And, <laughs> yeah. and yes. And then uh, Rev Worley comes up and says, this is such a, an awful town, but uh, as a positive, uh, Famed pornographer Caesar has donated like a million dollars to my campaign mm. for a moral for his moral advance movement. It's like the cigarette company donating to like that the anti anti tobacco ads. We'll just have to see. Oh shit! Uh, but yeah, so this the, all of this is happening. Uh, so then, um, uh, Strebeck and Friday um, arrive back at the uh, police station, and Strebeck's like, "Hey, you want to get dinner?" And Friday's like, "No, I've got plans tonight." And Strebeck's like. Phew. What plans? And he's like super like uh, doesn't believe him. And at first he's like, I'm just going to go off and like bang my like blonde, you know, like police person. I'm going to go home and do whatever. But then he's like, you know what? I am curious. So he gets on his motorcycle and follows Friday uh, to see where he goes. Mm -hmm. And Friday goes to an old house. This part was a little confusing because (laughs) and this is only confusing to people like me is like (laughs) Friday arrives at this house. The camera points at the house, and you hear the psycho theme, and then uh, Pep Strebeck makes a Nightmare on Elm Street joke. And I'm yeah. like, that's not and it, any sense. It, this is like a very Victorian-style house, but it doesn't look like either of the no. houses that they reference like, Honestly, at all. Yes. 
it was like it was like I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's kind of a weird old house. And then the psycho thing came up. I'm like, okay, they're trying to play this off as like a psycho house, sure. And then he makes like a really extended Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. joke. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing here? To nobody. Like, He's weird. alone on the sidewalk. Talking to himself. Yeah. Yes. Is it more it's, advertising for other franchises? Honestly, maybe? I think it's just like Pep's just fucking around. This is like how yeah. he is. He's just a total goofball, whether there's an audience or not. <laughs> he knows that we're watching him. And right. So he's making these goofy yeah. jokes. The film definitely does that a few times where it knows that we're watching. Yes, exactly. So this is actually uh, Friday's grandma's house, Grandma Monday. Oh. <laughs> Which I thought was very cute. Um, and it's her birthday. And so Friday's going to take her out to dinner on her birthday. Aww, and so sweet. also introduce her to a girl that he's <sighs> thinking about seeing. Oh, no. I know he's going to introduce her now. And Pep is like, I can't. It, 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 he, Tom Hanks is so good in this moment because it's like he, it's like he's eating like a meal right now yeah, of like totally. seeing Friday's real I life. I mean, imagine like having to actually work with someone like Friday and being like, <laughs> what makes this guy tick? Like, yeah. why is he like this? And then you see his grandma and you're going to see the person he's like thinking about dating. Yeah. Like, and you can see just how much he's in. He's like, he it's walks juicy. the grandma to the car, yeah. you know, and then they get to the hotel that they're going to meet at. And he's said they're apparent- meeting at the Brown Derby. The Brown Derby. That's right. They meet at the Brown Derby. Uh, and he stops, this part is so funny because he, uh, he says, he claims that before they arrived at the Brown Derby, even though it seems like they arrived at the same time, he managed to stop uh, driving his motorcycle, pull off to the side of the road, call the Brown Derby in advance and get like the most expensive drinks that you can get for like, uh, was it? It was like, it was Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. Yeah, exactly. For the table. And it was like, when did you have time to do that? (laughs) But anyway. Because like the maitre d' who clearly knows. Joe Friday comes up and he's like, oh, I took the liberty of like pouring the Dom Perignon. And he's like, what Dom Perignon? And yeah, Pep is oh, like, oh, well, I called it. ahead. He goes, and they're like, isn't that nice? And and he's like, wait, you did what? And he goes, well, you'd want her to have the most expensive kind, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. like, yes, that's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, they arrive at the table and he mentions like, Pep, if you eat, order anything but the Cobb salad, you're going to be in big trouble, yeah. which is like a, a good thing of like, he didn't want to pay for Pep's like whole thing. Yeah. So they arrive at the table and wouldn't you know who's at the table, Ethan? It's the Virgin Connie Swale. Wow. Now, I don't know who this woman is. I'm uh-huh. just like, okay, she looks a little young for like Dan Aykroyd, but I'm like, you know, you know, love knows no age. And then I believe it's I believe it's Pep who calls her the Virgin Connie Swale, and I'm like, wait, that's what? Why are you calling her that name? <laughs> In fact, they kept referencing her virginity so much, I was like, is she like a born again like type situation? Like, why are you like specifically mentioning that she's a virgin? Like, it part of her like. That's how know, they were introduced to her. I guess so. She's almost dying for her virginity. I wrote down Pep has a shit eating grin on his face. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. True, yeah. Yes. And then as they're like eating dinner, the virgin Connie Swale looks over and wouldn't you know it sitting next to them at the Brown Derby is Reverend Worley. Oh, my gosh. And she freaks out. And this actor like genuinely was like, like I I was afraid for her. I didn't know anything about the backstory. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I was like, that guy's a bad guy. Hmm. Um, Also at Reverend Worley's table are Commissioner Kirkpatrick and Captain Gannon. 
That's right. Oh. That's right. Thank you. That is I very important. It. That's I knew very it. important. I knew it. Uh, and she says, he kidnapped me and put me in a pit with a snake. And I'm like, whoa, was that in the movie? That sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> says the, You just saw a fucking tank go through a milk bar. But I want to see. I didn't know there was going to be a pit with a snake. That sounds funny <laughs> shit. Uh, so Friday's like, at first he doesn't want to believe her. But then, of course, he does because, you know, he trusts women. Yeah. And, and so in he, particular, I mean, he's a little blind when it comes to her. That is very yeah, true. Yeah, he's smitten. So then he confronts Whirly in the bathroom. Whirly's like in the stall taking a shit. And Friday busts into the bathroom. And I wrote down Motormouth. He just starts like listing off all the bad shit that he's going to like arrest him for, you know, like kidnapping mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. It's this like over the top conservative values speech. Very much. Everybody so. else in the bathroom, including the attendant, all applaud Applause. when he's done. Yes, wow. they all like stand up and applaud. I'm like, damn, they're gonna just fucking throw this guy in jail. Everyone agrees with Friday. Damn. Like sight, like just sight unseen. Basically, he's like, yeah, that guy's definitely like you know guilty of something. And then I noticed Friday also tips the attendant yep. before he leaves, yep. which is a very good like little like That's like minor thing to do. Yeah. So he takes the Reverend Worley out of the bathroom in cuffs, and Commissioner the Commissioner Jane sees Worley in cuffs and immediately commands for Friday. To release him. Ah. Um, and Friday's like, what do you, but no, he did this, he did that, he did that. And Commissioner's hearing none of it. He's uh, he's out of the cuffs, he's free. And then the captain takes Friday's badge and gun. <gasps> making well, him oh, shit. a civilian. Commissioner Kirkpatrick says, I want you to take his badge and gun. Like, I want you to fire him. Which, police commissioner is a civilian oversight position. Yeah. She would have yeah. like, zero authority. Have over that. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, and so yeah, he's a civilian. It's like a really like heart wrenching moment. Now I I know enough about Dragnet to know this is also a big deal for this character. Like this would suck for like Friday is known as like a cop, so to mm-hmm. make him just like a civilian is like a really big deal. And I'm like, damn, this is this is this must be like the end of the second act, lowest point of the right. movie. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> <'Cause> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like I was like, damn, this is the you know he's probably gonna go on some big like you know a walk down the street and like he's gonna be all sad. No, he his date just continues. Huh. He ends up he ends up taking um the virgin Connie Swale out <laughs> uh to look at uh Hollywood. They like park by the Hollywood sign. Oh yeah. And like look out in the city. Of but course. one thing I wanted to mention before all that is Pep being a good wingman is like, "Hey grandma, have you ever had a corn dog before?" Uh, or well, not so, a corn dog. So Grandma Mundy suggests that they all go for chili dogs and Pep says, "Have you ever eaten a chili dog on the back of a motorcycle?" And she's like, "I'm about to." And they go speeding <laughs> off on the motorcycle. <laughs> yes. That's ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, this is a reference also to the fact that Friday likes chili dogs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's we sort of like maybe see where that came from. Exactly. Yeah. Grandma uh, always made them best, though, you know? Uh, so the, uh, Friday and the Virgin Connie Swale drive up to the Hollywood sign. and uh, On this, a road that a... definitely doesn't exist. Totally really <laughs> exists. Every... They park right, like, it's obviously a, a painting, like a map painting. Right. Of just, like, the giant Hollywood sign behind them. Of course. And they're looking out over the city. Uh, and the Virgin Connie Swale has this, like, beautiful moment where she was like, when I was a little girl, I would uh, wish on every single star in the night sky that I would find someone important to me. And um, uh, Friday admits to doing the same thing when he was a little boy. And then she says, "Has she says something like, has there ever been another before me? I think is what she, she says, says, right? She, or, she says, Joe, was there ever anyone else? That's right. And Joe says, well, yeah, you know, before Pep, I had another partner before him. He's like, I've only <laughs> been driving with Strebeck for a couple of days. Before that, that's there was good. Frank. She's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and then 
this moment to me implied that I think Friday might still be a virgin because he says, no, not really. And I'm like, oh, I think I think they might be each other's firsts. Wow. <laughs> very sweet. Which I, like, I don't know. I think that was that part was very funny to me. Uh, that this guy is probably never like done anything with anybody before. The original 40-year-old virgin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then all of, they're about to like they're leaning in to kiss and then all of a sudden a man i don't think i've ever seen before big strong guy just shows up and just flips their fucking car i'm like it's yeah okay <laughs> and i'm just like what the fuck why does this guy have a problem with them um and then he points a shotgun at them and then hard cuts away from them and now the movie is being narrated by strebeck in oh the same that's kind of interesting in the same style yeah and strebeck wakes up he says he slept in uh, and he wakes up next to a lady named Robin, the blonde uh, cop yeah. uh, that he's been sleeping with. This part was really weird. Is like they wake up, and it's clear he probably wants to like bang before they go into the office. So he reaches over and he grabs a box of condoms, and then he like shakes it, and there's no condoms in there. And so then he reaches over to his like hamburger phone, and then he calls to check a <laughs> check in on the Virgin Connie Swale. And I'm like. That seems like a weird, like, mental yeah. line, right? Like, oh, I guess I have no condoms. Maybe I should check in on how that virgin thing all wound up. You know, the one thing that I I, I think, well, I, I don't know, I'm kind of willing to excuse it because I feel like he's trying to check in on Joe. Oh, definitely. he is... I don't. Oh, oh, because he says in the voiceover that he hadn't heard from Friday, and that's weird. So he calls yes. Connie's mom, and I feel like seeing him with Grandma Mundy, it's a little bit like okay, he feels comfortable like talking to people's parents, mm-hmm. and it's totally. I don't know. But so basically, it, it, like he's talking to Connie Swales, sorry, the Virgin Connie Swales mom, and they both yeah. are like, yeah, the, she's like, Connie's never been out all night. Yeah, Joe's never been out all night. This is really unlike both of them. How weird. It is funny because he has this great line where he says, on the day he was born, his mom had him home by 9 p.m. Or, yeah. yeah, 9 p.m. And I'm like, that's a great line. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's yeah. a great line. So he says, you know, he's like, I know that something is wrong. You know, Friday is missing. And then so he goes to the police station and he says it's the captain. And the captain straight up says he doesn't care. Check the mental institutions. He doesn't give a fuck what happened to Friday. Yeah. Couldn't give less of a shit. Makes sense. But it's great because um, you're really seeing Pep like. Pep genuinely cares about Friday. He says Joe Friday was the most dedicated cop in this city, and he, he admits even he doesn't says, even like him. Yeah, and 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 uh, Gannon is sort of like, why it doesn't matter, and he's like, because he's my partner. He straight yeah. says he's my partner. Yeah. So like, we see that like it means something to Pep. As goofy as Pep is, and as like not by the books he is, and kind of like slacks off a little bit. He still cares. He does. For sure. And and then he leaves the room and he starts talking like Friday. Like he's he's using the same like motor yeah. mouth. Like he like dresses down another cop with like a shaggy haircut. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So we cut to Caesar and Whirly. They meet in a graveyard and Caesar, I wrote down basically Hugh Hefner Actually, is I throwing they meet in a cemetery. Sorry, a cemetery. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. Uh, and uh, Caesar's going to be throwing a party and Whirly wants the mayor to come and make him look bad, basically, like politically. He wants the mayor yep. to show up, look like he's a drug-crazed, sex-crazed lunatic, right. to destroy his political career. So then the police commissioner can run for mayor. The police commissioner can be the mayor. And the police commissioner and Worley are close. And now Worley and Caesar are friends. So he says, you know, we will basically control all the city because Worley will be, you know, or, uh, Caesar will be putting out pornography. And Worley will be fighting against the pornography. But they're both on the same side, essentially. You know what I mean? So it kind of doesn't matter, like, who you agree with. All the money is going toward these two. 
And exactly. So split control. And control everything, city. bro. Control it all. Exactly. And and then Caesar's like, yeah, that sounds great. And he leaves. And he like he's smoking a cigarette, and then he just like like uh, 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 rubs it out on one of the uh, grave stones. Yeah. And then he leaves. And. Then- and then, the pol- and then the police commissioner like comes like r- running out from behind a gravestone. <laughs> She's wearing like the most obvious red dress. Yeah. Like, girl, come on, you're like, where? <laughs> you're so obvious. <laughs> Why are you even here? And then so she runs up to Whirly, and Whirly's like, fool, he thinks he's gonna be alive tomorrow. Uh, so it looks like Whirly's actually gonna double cross Caesar. Even. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No one's safe. Nobody's safe. I from... mean, if he actually—that's the confusing. I'm not quite sh- like I understand that they want to get the mayor to the top, but why was Whirly doing the pagan stuff? I guess so. That's to undermine the current mayor. Got it. Okay, to make him look bad. Make right, him look because bad. they're yeah. they're running. Show that he's totally out of control. Like his he he's not able to control the city, and Got the it. police okay. commissioner is running on like a law and order type of platform. She's like, oh, I'll clean all this shit up, and like of course, because as soon as she's in okay. office, it'll all stop because exactly. they're the Got ones it. behind it. They're the ones that are doing it. Exactly makes sense. So, uh, Strebeck goes, he like finds like a photo of a muscle beach, and I think so. This, this is that Polaroid from the trash. Oh, yeah. They had the phone yeah. number on the back of it. They called the phone number, that, right? but they never thought to go to Muscle Beach until so this they, point. Yes, right? So they go to Muscle Beach, and when you know it, Big Strong Man is there, like, uh-huh. lifting weights. And, and, and uh, Pep walks right up to him, points his gun in his face, and goes, like, where's gun? Joe Friday? And Damn. you can tell the there's a great scene. Muscle Beach. Yeah. And Muzz is everybody. like. He's got a pretty M- big gun, though. Muzz has, like, a, a barbell, and he's holding it. And you can tell, like, the look on his face, he's like. Do I throw this at him or what do I do here? Like you can tell he's trying to decide what to do. And then it cuts away from that scene and we now see where Friday is as well as where the Virgin Connie Swale is. They are being held prisoner at the Griffith Observatory, which is a very funny idea because it's like the Griffith Observatory is open to the public. Like what a weird place. But it's at night, right? Yeah, but they've been here a whole day. I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's open to the public pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but it is right next to the Hollywood signs. So. That is true. It is true, and it's also a really good place. Again, like people love you, shooting there. If you and right. if you want to like set it at a place, you know, like like uh, if you want to LA, remind the audience that this is L.A. is in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> set at the Griffith Observatory. Whirly walks in, reveals his entire evil plan to Friday. Yeah. Says what he's what he's planning on doing is basically owning the city. He's going to kill Caesar with poison gas and everybody in Caesar's mansion with poison gas, and then he's going to use moral outrage to his benefit. Um, and basically, like, run the town if everyone, like, is morally against certain things. That's good for him. It's okay. good for his business, basically. I don't know why he wants to kill Caesar, though. Like, what? what is the, what is, does he genuinely not like the fact that he's, like, making pornography? I don't, I don't really know why he wants to kill him. That's a good question, probably. Yeah, right? Probably okay, I was hoping that you it. would explain, because, like, yeah. I, I was like, there's no reason to kill him. In fact, killing him kind of goes against your plan of, like, having you know, a bad guy to fight against. Cause yeah, but I think kill, I, I think his plan is going to, I, I think he thinks his plan is going to work and that Kirkpatrick will become mayor. And so why should I split control with somebody yeah, who is against what I stand for? Yeah. When I that's can have point. all the control. And he can also have the Virgin Connie swale. That's Cause right. at this moment he unties the Virgin Connie swale and takes her with oh, him. Oh no. And yeah. then there's an amazing exchange where Joe says, you've forgotten you're facing the single finest fighting force ever assembled. And Whirly thinks for a moment, and he goes, the Israelis? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it is delivered perfectly. And, um, and, and so Joe's like, no, it's the LAPD. And Whirly laughs, and he goes, forgotten about them. 
my dear sergeant, I'm absolutely counting on them. And then he leaves. Yeah, it's that perfect uh, evil villain thing yeah. where it's like everyone is falling into my plan, basically. Yep. Everything's going exactly as planned. And it is. So, it is. It truly is. So he takes the Virgin. He drives off. And in the same shot, we see him get in the car with the Virgin Connie Swale. The car drives off. The, the camera follows them and enters uh, Pep on his motorcycle. He, like, ah. just All in the same them. shot. Huh? Pep just misses them leaving. Just misses them. And he arrives and uh, miraculously saves Friday, rescues him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really great bit where, like, they're right next to, like, a... Uh, 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 telescope and he like hits whaps the telescope and it hits one of the henchmen on the head um at the griffith observatory right of yeah. course yeah. at the griffith observatory got a, got a telescopes um so friday uh yeah he steals he steals friday back he's got him they get on the motorcycle they drive off they drive off road in a motorcycle which is amazing and friday they, they finally arrive at the party the 25th anniversary at caesar's mansion and Friday is like, I just want to bust in the party and I want to like fucking murder Whirly. Like he's like a man on a mission now. He's not even thinking like a cop anymore, which is something that Pep points out. It's like, yeah, he's just the next car that comes. Follow me in. Yeah, exactly. Damn. And it's like, you can't do that because you'd be impersonating a police officer. Like you can't arrest anybody anymore. Right. So he's, you know? he says, you don't have a warrant. And Joe says, California Penal Code Section 836. A police officer may make an arrest without a warrant if he believes there's probable cause. And Pep cuts him off and says, you're not a police officer anymore, Joe. Yeah. And it's this like oh, really no. tough moment for both of them. It is. Yeah. yeah. This moment was really This is like identity for sure. This, for yes. sure. And this is a really great moment too for for Hanks because in this moment it's like he has to be honest with the guy, yeah. right? Cuz like it's he, it's clear, you know, actually this moment was really funny because uh Friday's like, you know, uh Pep's like you've never felt this way before about another person, you know? And then uh, Friday's like, "No, I felt this way once before." For a cat once. <laughs> it's like, he's like, yeah, I had a cat brings, once. Which brings up the whole thing about him having a connection with the animals in the zoo. Ah, oh, there you go. There you I go. didn't even connect that. Um, and in this, there's another great moment where they're about to leave. or Pep's about to leave to go uh, rescue the Virgin Connie Swale. And he says, by the way, my name is Pep. It's not Officer. It's not Buster. You know, it's not even like Strebeck. My name is Pep. Call me Pep. And he says, friendship starts with first names. It's like it really kind of like it's a moment that's like it doesn't need to be in there like plot wise, but it is important character wise to be. Yeah, in there. definitely. And, and it works. Like it shows like, our journey a lot, like where they are at now. Yeah. So and I think he's uh, also trying to drive home that like uh, what I'm saying to you is tough, but I genuinely am thinking of your best interest here. Yes, exa- exactly. Exactly. Like this is important for you to to take in. And, and, and Friday takes it to heart. Like he actually gets back in his car and drives away. Yeah. Um, Whirly is in the mansion, Caesar's mansion. He gets the check from Caesar. Caesar does this like shit thing where like he's gonna give him the check and then he keeps like pulling it back. So <laughs> Whirly like finally grabs it from him. This uh, is like and the then most I- '80s party. And Mike, I am so glad you watched it because I know how much you love the '80s. It's so. <laughs> ridiculous. Just pink everywhere oh my god everything feels like it's made out of like styrofoam like the outfits are awful oh my gosh just ridiculous you're absolutely it's like well it's like it's 80s gaudy because it's supposed to be this like porn mansion basically um so and then i wrote down the catering company is there uh the the villainous catering company and they've hooked up poison gas into the building through the vents which is something whirly's aware of Uh, obviously the poison gas finally comes into play i was waiting for it that's right um, and they're also dumping copies of bait on the ground ah, and they're sure, covering the ones that, it. So at the very beginning, one thing we didn't mention is when all the fire trucks are at the warehouse, there are these three big fire vans and they're loading boxes of 
Fate magazines. Yes, they were stealing. So they, at they the same steal time. a bunch and they burn <clears throat> a bunch, and so these yeah. are the stolen ones. They're being right. dumped in uh, Caesar's driveway. Yes, and they're going. They're they're covering them in gasoline. Yeah. Um, Pep shows up uh, and sees all this. Um, and what, what did I say? Oh yeah, he breaks into one of like the vans. Does he knock the guy so, out? Yeah. Of the so, van? so he's like following one of the hoses to try to figure yeah. out what it is. And he sees that it's the gas and right. he's right by this one van where there's a guy who says, okay, our hoses are in place. Start the gas when you're ready. So Pep hops up into the van and grabs, there's like a telephone receiver and he grabs yeah. it and he's like, Oh, I just need to use the phone. And the guy's like, who are you? And Pep picks up, <laughs> up a, a phone book. He goes, oh, the white pages. Oh, my favorite. Hey, you ever actually reach out and touch someone? And then he slams the phone book into the guy's face. There was, we go. That was a and, line from the advertising of uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's right? worth pointing out that AT&T had a slogan in the late 70s yeah. and early 80s of reach out and touch someone. So this would have been I, something the audience would absolutely have understood. I didn't. I forgot about this. And I was like, what the fuck kind of weird like, thing is he? <laughs> that was your that was your everyone pointing at the guy moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were like, I don't get it. So he calls the captain at his home in the yep. middle of the night and he tells him everything. He's like, the pagans are here. There's a there's an army of them. You need to bring like the police as quickly as possible to stop what's going on here. Warns him about everything. Um then he needs to act like he's part of the catering pagan crew. And so he gets some gasoline and starts dousing the magazines with the gasoline. And they and are putting way too much gasoline on this pile, by the way. This thing is going <laughs> to fucking like, explode. It, it doesn't, it but going. it would. If you actually put that much gasoline on, my God. Yes. Hey, ga- and, gas prices were cheaper in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. I have a note. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're dumping the gas. And th- this was actually a really good like character moment because he sees... Uh, the strong man next to him and he hides yeah and he hides his face with the gas tank so that he doesn't get recognized and then up drives Whirly in the car and Whirly straight up says to this guy hey man I'm going Acapulco Um, remember to drop that uh, 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 a card the pagan card I'm fucking out of here later bro And he says something like "keep moving forward" or something like that. Something so well. weird like that. I didn't. I don't think that line matters. It was so weird because it, the movie like stops for that, and then yeah. it seems to mean so much to like the strong guy. Like he's like, "Yeah, man, definitely." I'm like, "Okay, I guess there this is are the whole a, thing." A few clues that some stuff maybe got cut out, and I suspect that might be that might be like a whole other them. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, he drives off. He's heading to Mexico, and Pep's aware of all of this, but nobody knows that Pep's aware of this. Uh. Suddenly, the police arrive. Well, uh, so there's a, a we bit. cut from that to Joe driving down the mountain. Still, yes. also, <laughs> where did this car come from? Right, because they took the motorcycle right. there from the Griffith Observatory. So, hmm. where what car is? It's some convertible. I don't know where he got the car, yeah. but he's in a car. And Dan Aykroyd he, just makes him appear, you know? I guess. He's just guess right so. in a car. Just, new car get. Just fa- so anyway, I think that might have been part of the thing that they were like, they must have cut that or something. I, right? I suspect, like, yeah. So I they're driving down the – he's driving down the mountain, and the police come tearing up around the corner, and he gets yeah. basically run off the road. And they're like, move aside. It's the police. And he's like, Ugh, move aside. It's the police. But then he, like, <laughs> looks sort of sad, too. He's like, Aw. Yeah, because he's, like, he can't – he's not part of that anymore. It's kind of an interesting moment because he's aware, like, oh, yeah, this kind of sucks as a civilian to be told this. Yeah. But it would be really fun to still be a cop and say this to a civilian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the police arrive at Caesar's mansion. All of the uh, pagans are like, what the fuck? They aren't supposed to be here. Oh, my God. And they've already lit all the magazines on fire. So, like, they're obvious. And they, they start putting the gas masks on. They're, like, scrambling. The cops show up and just start fucking killing everybody. Really? <laughs> well, yes. so Muzz, 
Muzz has this great line where he goes, cops, millions of them, break out the weapons. <laughs> and like, it's definitely not millions, but it is no. way more than necessary. It's and they are so the many... most 80s SWAT guys you've ever seen. It, it sounds like Blues Brothers where it's just it over is. the top. It, for sure, like, yeah. Way, it way really more. Is. And they so, just start mowing everybody down, including Pep, who's like, ah, don't shoot at me. Like, because he's dressed like a caterer. He's dressed like uh, a pagan dude. Well, so and what's like, funny is that, like, there's a ton of gunfire and no one's gotten hit. No, yeah. The people are hitting you know the what ground. Has hit? But statues. no one's gotten hit. Yeah, statues have gotten hit, and there's a yeah. nice close up of a statue's dick getting shot off. Uh, yeah, of course. It, it, I was wondering if off. I was like, if it was going to get shot to make it look like nipples on a statue or something. Oh, but no. It's a dick getting shot off. Got it. And so they're, they're getting fucking shot up, and then all of a sudden, that fucking uh, Have a Nice Day tank shows up. Uh. Yep. Fucking pops in, like drives through the magazines on fire. Fucking busts down the the, and the gate. Now people start getting hit by bullets. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, it's a war now. And yeah. out pops Friday. I don't uh, know how he got into this thing. I don't that, know where he got the original car, but right. he yeah. somehow that has, tank is magic. It's like the GTA cheat code put in, and he gets right. the tank spawned Dude, that in. Tank That's what moves it feels so like. So slowly, there's no way he would have gotten it there <laughs> yeah, in that right. amount of time. Especially considering how long it took him to drive down the fucking mountain. <laughs> yes, exactly. He, but he pops out Pep's. of the hatch, shotgun in his hands, and Pep goes, "Thank God it's Friday." Oh <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's pretty good. I, there was um. I wonder if he called it in with his like watch phone like pep somehow called him in with his silly little tv phone i don't know it seems goofy i like it though it was great i love the thank god it's right that feels like the movie was built around that <laughs> yeah because it's such a great way of, of saying it um so friday calls Strebeck pep in this moment because uh muscle man is like gonna like shoot pep basically yeah, so and then pep- he's like Pep takes off the the caterer's coat and he's like, guys, it's me, Pep, I'm here. And he's he's about to point his gun at somebody, but his gun gets knocked out of his hand and then there's yeah. a scuffle. And so Pep like dives to grab his gun, but a foot steps on his hand and it's Muzz who points an Uzi Muzz. at his head. And oh, Joe yeah. points his shotgun at Muzz's head and says, don't you realize that's my partner? And then Pep laughs like Pee Wee Herman for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then but he Pee Wee was big back then. Yeah, so then, then he knocks Muzz to the ground, and Joe says, read him his rights, Pep. Pep. And Pep is super pumped. He's like, you called me by my name. You didn't call me Strebeck. Oh, that's so nice. You I thought he was excited just to, sing the, to say his Miranda rights. He, not only is he excited to say the Miranda rights, he lays on Muzz and starts singing the Miranda rights at him and tells him to sing along because he should know what the rights are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is a reference to how the movie ends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. So what happens next? Oh, yes. So uh, then, you know, the cops are all there. Everybody's there. The captain's there. Uh, and oh, real quick before this, there's so oh, yeah. uh, Caesar comes out of the house and he's flanked oh, by yeah. these two women and he's thanking Joe and profusely. And Pepper runs up and goes, Joe, Jerry, Donna, Ava. Ava. <laughs> <laughs> a reference to earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the, uh, the captain's like, look, guys, you can't go. They, they mentioned that he's like going to get on a plane. He's going to go to Mexico. Yeah, they they're in a big to, hurry to get to the airport. They need to get to the airport. They need to stop uh, Worley. And the and the uh, the cam's like you can't bring a civilian with you on this you know this chase you know, and then he's like, but luckily I have your badge right here Friday. Oh, that's legal, but okay. He says I didn't have the heart to turn it in, which is very funny because not five ten minutes ago, Captain was like, 
fuck Friday. I'm gonna shit about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, you check a fucking mental hospital. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the dragnet theme plays. Then the dragnet theme shows uh, up, and I was like, I was waiting for this fucking theme. I was like, when is this gonna happen? They're really fucking waiting for it. Fucking pops in. Feels so good. So Friday, uh, so they hop in a police like, cruiser. I- they're hopping a police cruiser. Friday's driving now, and he's driving like a fucking madman. He's driving like a blues brother now, baby. And right, Pep yeah. is like, okay, maybe we should be careful and slow down. Oh, uh, he's and scared now. At what and point then they're they... driving through like a tunnel. Yeah. And uh, and uh, 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 Friday's like, Pep, just sing Christmas songs, and then you, it'll like calm you down. And Pep starts singing. The king wants his muscle down on the feast of Stephen and the stolen roundabout. Even Crispin, even. Friday's on the I'm glad we picked this for Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. It honestly was. It felt good, weirdly appropriate. Yeah, it's a good yeah. choice. Uh, it felt really good. So that happens, and then they cut. We cut back to Whirly. Well, he so real quick, the, they drive through oh, a gas station at one point, and for just the slightest moment, you can see that regular gas is seventy-one cents Ooh, in oh Southern California. Uh, in LA, yeah. Fuck I think me. I, I think I blocked that out of my vision. Yeah, we will, you blocked that out just to not not feel sad all the time. Oh, it did. God, it did fact- reiterate in my brain because I was like, I swear I remember as a kid gas being less than a dollar, and I was like, oh yeah, definitely I remember gas being less yeah. than a dollar in in LA, like yeah, in, in middle of LA. It was it was it wasn't three digits. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's yeah. great use for burning all those magazines. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Whirly arrives at his private jet. Uh, the commissioner's there and is like, they fucking figured it out. I hear all over the fucking police scanner. They know what our plan is. And she's like freaking out. And then Orly's like, the girl's in the private jet, right? And she's like, yeah, but what are we going to do? We need an escape. And he's like, just keep calm. I'm going to go in there, untie her. Uh, and then, you know, we'll figure it out. She's like, okay, I'll wait here. And then he gets in the private jet, locks the door, takes off with uh the virgin and kirkpatrick uh, is like when he closes the door she's like knocking on the door like hello like you like maybe he's made like a small error <laughs> yes 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 and i'm like that's kind of like a sweet moment and then he like fucking just like hits the gas and she almost gets run over by the like the wing jet. knocks her no. over and i'm pretty sure that's the actor i was like i Jesus know Christ. she's right next to a moving plane that's yes. fucking scary. wild and it's a jet it's not you know yeah, like a, yeah. I mean, prop planes probably Dan scary, Aykroyd actually. worked with John Landis in this. Oh no! <laughs> but Whirly is, or he, or he learned jet. some lessons. Yeah. It, was, it was genuinely. I, I was afraid for that actor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they're driving off. The Virgin Connie Swale is in the private jet, and Whirly um, is being super gross with her. So creepy. He's like rubbing his like finger on her like cheek and, he's and like saying looking like, her "You'll up warm down. up to me." Yeah. It's so gross. Uh, so Friday and uh, Pep arrive, but it is too late. They're, the 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 ships uh, the the plane's already too far down. It's already like lifted off of the runway. It it's actually takes late. off over them. Over them, yeah. Uh, of as course, an extra fuck you. Yeah, an extra fuck you. And I'm like, dude, what is gonna happen? Like they're in the air in a private jet. Like how are they gonna? stop them yeah. like I, and for a moment i was like oh maybe this is a moment where like the virgin connie swale like stands up for herself and like becomes like this strong like badass woman you know stands up to him i really uh, want to know what ethan thinks happens knowing everything you you've heard and know about this film so far of course dan Aykroyd has a stinger missile and he locks onto that jet <laughs> and he shoots it down <laughs> and kills the virgin connie oh swale. you're right that won't work um <laughs> You're not far yeah. off. You're very close. <sighs> weirdly He's enough. He's got to have some weird. He probably has his own. You like, oh, no, they steal a jet. It's an airport, right? They probably just steal one. You're so close. You're so close. Oh, okay. 
the LAPD have their own jets. Ah, of course. It is a talent no, fighter don't. jet. <laughs> it's a talent fighter jet with LAPD livery and flashing blue and red police lights and a siren. Yeah, yeah, that's just... even if they did have a private jet, which is already absurd. They are way out of the jurisdiction right. of the like Los Angeles. But it's just like, like it's all. Sorry, it, it's this great scene. The way they shoot it is great because it's like early morning, and yes. and it's really quiet. There's almost yeah. no sound, and they're just sort of quietly sitting in the cockpit. And you're seeing from Connie's the Virgin Connie Swales perspective, looking past Worley out the window, and the nose of the talent jet just sort of slowly comes into frame, and he looks over, and then you. <laughs> See, uh, there's the you know there's the two pilots, and the rear yeah. pilot is looking over, holding up a badge. He flips up his visor, and it's Friday. And bum, 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 and he points at Whirly, and he points at the ground, <laughs> and he listens to him. He's like, I guess I gotta land. <laughs> so he lands on the tarmac, and the Virgin Connie swales down there waiting. That's so for... funny because he could just flown away. That's what I'm saying. Like, just land in Mexico what, what the do? plan was. You know he has... Well, I guess maybe he didn't know that she, he really cared about that lady, maybe. I don't know. I, why would that matter to the him? The wild thing is it's got to be hours later. He'd be in That's Mexico. That's what I was going to say. The fact that he isn't already in Mexico, did he fucking get lost? Like, is he going <laughs> the wrong direction? Like, yeah, that's the problem. He is and then they land back at LAPD? Or at LAX, yeah. I mean? like what? At LAX, yes. Oh, easy place to land. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it was Van Nuys, because apparently that's where this scene was shot, but... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a better, safer place to. But then like, he's going the wrong the fucking direction. Yes. <laughs> that is actually a good point. He's in the wrong way. Uh. So. Um, uh, uh, I, okay. That maybe that's what happened. It was night. He took off flying north, and then after a yeah. while, was like, "Why aren't I in? Me- oh shit!" And then turned oh. around, and then that's why <laughs> he wound they up landed over back LA in LA. Again. There, so okay. Okay. We, feel, we solved it. We solved it. We figured it out. This, this movie is, is no This problem. is how my show works. We find up problems and then we solve them. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It's honestly, it is almost plausible that that <laughs> probably happened. <laughs> uh, so um, we don't uh, know how land. long the Reverend has had his pilot's license. We don't know. If that we don't know. The Reverend has a pilot's license. He may Does not he even need one. Yeah, exactly. They he never say. Where he's going. They never say. It would if, make sense that if he's he not planning to come back. No, I don't think he does need one. He's <laughs> one way trip to to El Capoco. Yeah. Uh, so they land. Uh, there's this whole moment where the Virgin Connie Swale is like on the ground. Friday goes up to hug uh, to kiss her, uh, but Pep pop- pops in and like interrupts them. Um, and it's it's a whole like cutesy thing where they don't end up kissing, but they want to. Uh, and then we get the uh, the probably like the infamous end of how like the Dragnet TV shows end of the person you know in custody. And they have a voiceover. Worley was put away for 43 consecutive 99-year sentences and will be eligible for parole in seven years. Uh. Which is a very <laughs> great joke. It's a very funny yeah. joke. So they cut back. Strebeck and Lady Cop are still very flirty. Strebeck says that he's wearing her underwear, which is they're clearly into some very kinky shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously. And, this is outside uh, the police building. Right, exactly. Because he's meeting up with uh, Friday. It's, yeah. a, it's like the beginning of their day, basically. And they're walking up the steps of uh, the LAPD. And uh, Friday's like yawning. And Pep's like, oh, Strebeck, what happened? Or did, did you stay up late? Like, uh, at He's the, like, I thought the, the Christian, Christian Science, Science Reading Room closed at 10. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. And then he's like, well, actually, I'll have you know that. But I had the pleasure of spending a quiet evening in the company of Connie Swale. Wait a minute. Connie Swale? Don't you mean the virgin Connie Swale? Oh, no. All right. 
That's a pretty good ending. And I was like, this is great. I love it. What a great way to end the movie. No notes. Perfect film. That is yeah. a perfect there's, way to end there's it. There's even a really great shot where like the camera like pans up and you see the building and it the looks just hall. like the badge. Sorry, the city hall. Yeah. And it looks just like the badge of the LAPD. And then it turns into a giant version of the badge. Um, uh, and it's like, damn, what a really cool shot. Credits start rolling. I'm like, this movie's fucking perfect. Got no notes. Loved this ending. And then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. you start hearing Dan Aykroyd <laughs> rapping. Oh, no. And then you start hearing Tom Hanks rapping. Oh, no. And they're rapping about how you should know your rights if you're getting arrested. <laughs> you guys, I have watched this movie so many times. This last time, watching it for this was yeah. the first time I noticed this song. <laughs> And I don't know how. You're like, perfect ending. I'm done. Why do we need to see anything else? You turn it off, and now... So, as if this wasn't enough, I'm putting a link in the chat for you to check out the music video for this song. There's a music video? Choreographed by Paula Abdul. Oh, my God. Dragnet music video, City of... What is it called? City of Crime? City of Crime is the name of the song. Yes. Okay. It is. Oh my God. Honestly, like when I was listening to it too, I was like, I could imagine Tom Hanks just like jumping around as like a hype man. Mike, imagine to... no more. <laughs> oh yes, I can't wait. Let's see. Oops, I muted everyone. Morning in the city of angels. On this particular All right. We're watching this. Wait, live this is. Oh, this looks fucking awesome. Yeah, oh no, this doesn't look awesome anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's. They, they look like they're wow. in the sunken place. <laughs> what is going on? This is a nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. This is, this is so much lower energy than I was expecting. <laughs> so definitely oh, well, so include this with the show notes because I think everyone yeah, needs to see critical. this. People need to see I'm this. I'm going to put part of this in, the, in our reaction. Definitely is going to have this underneath. But folks, we want to listen to the whole thing. I would. Oh, my God. The oh. Oh, no. This police station set looks very familiar. I think it's used in, like, Diary Top. I think so, right? Yeah. Oh right, no! We can't do. We can't do. We can't listen to the whole thing. But that is that is how the movie ends, Ethan. And I was like, "What in the fuck?" I can't believe they put the video in. They should have put the music video. Honestly, in. Like, they you? are limiting themselves by not putting the music video, and they really should have. Truly. Um, but yeah. So, what a way to end the movie! I was like, "What a great joke!" And then it felt like the joke was on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very Dan Aykroyd. Very Dan Aykroyd. But yeah, I I, I overall really enjoyed uh, Dragnet. I was very pleasantly surprised. Same. By this movie. I, w- I had no no expectations except I always get a little leery when it's like comedy in late eighties. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how this goes. But it's like, no, it was pretty good. Like there wasn't too many like jokes that didn't age super. I mean, there was a couple, but not too yeah. many considering yeah. the eighties. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. So here's the big question: Are either of you going to watch the other half? I genuinely do want to see the pagan shit. I you, I got a little at the bit very of it. least watch the part where they're in Gannon's office doing the dance because that is <laughs> yeah, hilarious. That and the really? milk scene are the two scenes that have been burned into my brain forever. I'll, the milk scene is genuinely great, just I for like destruction. I honestly would not mind showing this to people and being like, "Hey, it's a pretty fun little buddy cop movie." It's yeah. you know, it's not bad. Honestly, yeah. I don't think either of you needs to watch the full other half of the film that you didn't see. I think you got enough of what goes on from our talking about it. But like, I think there are a couple of scenes that you would maybe want to go back and see like the goat dance and the, uh, the milk destruction scene. Okay. Like those are some nice moments. Um, the, yeah, that, I want to see this jet though. I want to see this. Police the, and that, that part was pretty funny. 
Yeah, like I know that you liked the new Top Gun movie, Ethan, but this is like, <laughs> so much better. <laughs> but if you're a listener who has not seen this film, I would say watch it. Definitely. Yeah, I would I, recommend I, it. I would agree. I'd it's a very comfy, yeah, like 80s style like comedy, and you probably you haven't like, seen it. Yeah, if you like Blues Brothers style comedy, like yeah. you're yeah. like, I'm looking for another thing like this. If you like Blues Brothers and you're like, God, I want to watch another Blues Brothers movie, don't watch Blues Brothers 2000. Yeah, oh my go. gosh, no. just watch this one instead. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. What about you? What, did you enjoy like returning to it? I mean, I know you had seen it. You said a month before, but yeah, like just like returning to it, like definitely. As an adult. And, and in preparing yeah. for recording tonight, you know, I was taking a bunch of notes and I was watching through the movie again and saw a bunch of stuff that I had never noticed before. And I have like a, a bigger appreciation for some of the gags that they were doing and some of the writing and, and just how it all kind of tied together. And Ethan, like you said, I think a lot of the jokes still hold up and there, yeah, of course there are a couple, it's an eighties movie, but yeah. overall, like it's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, it's relatively nothing... like harmless. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a would, nice, I... it's a nice send up of dragnet, which the original dragnet was criticized uh, sort of quietly because a lot of police back when dragnet, the original dragnet was happening, they were like, this is great. This really helps people understand what it is we do, yeah. but it was clearly propaganda for the yes. police. And it really ignored what life was actually like on the streets. And in fact, there was a lot of racism and corruption in the LAPD at the time. And yeah. it just didn't touch on any of that. So this was kind of nice that like, it's not trying to be that serious. It's it's sort of a send up of all of that, I, I, and also kind of a joke about you know obviously it was like obviously police brutality, police brutality, and like police uh, overfunded with military equipment, right. like <laughs> jets and tanks and stuff. It's yeah. sort of wild how relevant those things still are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I even think it's it's a clever choice too to not make this the original Friday. Like you know, like making. Yeah. Well, I think I like how this movie like implies that this Friday is like a virgin, and he like takes things way too seriously. Like if you Got know, big shoes to fill. Right, and it's like yeah. yeah, like you're you're not you're not like messing with people's like memory of this character. This is supposed to be a different guy, and so you can poke a bit of fun at like the name and the concept, but you're not ultimately destroying anybody's like you know memory of this show that they might have like grown up and enjoyed. Right, for sure. It's a, it's a clever choice. It's a clever move. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for bringing this uh, to our attention and for being on the podcast to yeah. talk to us about. Hey, thanks those. for having me. This was fun to see the movie again and, and really dive into it and to hang out with you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, you've um, been, we've been, I've had a blast. You've been great. Yeah, seriously. If yeah, if you guys want to listen to any more of our podcasts, check them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and review. Also, check out Almost Plausible while you're there as well. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to be on a, our podcast, you can email us at emailthealarapodcast.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, we have a Discord, and we're kind of on threads. <laughs> kind of on threads. We'll say kind of. Big, strong. It's, yeah. it's there. I post sometimes. 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 Uh, but yeah, thanks again, Thomas. We really appreciate it. You're welcome back on the show anytime. Um, and thanks for... <laughs> you did not make a bad impression. No, I'm so, and, and, and yeah, and, uh, thanks for providing us our uh, Thanksgiving episode this year. Really, really appreciate that. I'm glad I got to be a part of it. It was a fulfilling feast, I gotta say. That's right. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Let's give this a shot. All right, Alrighty. let's do this. I'll do my best. I'm excited. No pressure. You can, we always got more takes. Sure, That's sure, fine. sure. <laughs> I just don't want to end up in the in the tail at the end fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? We never do that. <laughs> Well, 
Would you guys like to discuss the movies that we talked about on the podcast, recommend movies for future episodes, or maybe even watch movies with us? Check out the Discord. You can find the Discord on the latest episodes or on the website, theotherhalfpodcast.com. We're just hanging out chatting. And while you're there, maybe also check out the section of the Discord, which is specifically for Ethan's uh, streams on Twitch. Uh, you get updates as to when he goes live. Just keep up to date with us, with Ethan, the podcast, and the stream. It's also totally okay if you just want to hang out and talk about the podcast. You can hang out there and maybe we'll see you there and watch a movie or something. Or maybe you're like, wow, these streams are so much better and you just totally ignore the podcast. That's also another option. That could happen. Why it, not? Why not? <laughs> the Discord is your oyster. Come join us. The Discord is your oyster. Join it. Thank you.